When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, Sydney. Welcome to this edition of NRL Match Day, Sunday, the 15th of August. I tell you what, it is an absolutely gorgeous day out there in Sydney. And uh, welcome to all our listeners uh, around the country, around the globe as well, on the SEN app. Chris Warren with you. Cowboy Dan's here as well. We'll be here in the studio uh, up until 3 o'clock before the boys will then call that later match today. A crunch game as well between Newcastle and Cronulla. Um, Cronulla, I guess you're... Pretty nervous about that because I think a loss, if the Sharks were to lose against the Knights, I reckon that's their season over. We'll talk about all the uh, the permutations uh, with three rounds to go, um, but it's getting very, very interesting on the ladder. Look, in a nutshell, Melbourne Storm, they've got one hand, haven't they, on the minor premiership. Uh, Penrith and South are in second and third. There's a jostle now between the Roosters and Manly for that all-important fourth place on the ladder. Uh, we'll talk more about Manly's big win over the Eels. Parramatta, that huge loss to Manly. Look, they're spiralling out of control, aren't they, the Eels? So no way in the world can they make the top four now, and uh, they literally are limping into the finals. And then, as we know, there's a big log jam, isn't there, um, for, I guess, those two remaining spots in the top eight. As I said, I think a loss today for Cronulla and they'll be gone. But West Tigers, there still is hope. Can you believe it, West Tigers? There still is hope after that uh, that win yesterday uh, over the Cowboys. So I'll go through exactly what has to happen. Uh, West Tigers fans, if you are listening, get involved with the show. Give us a call, and I'll I'll tell you what, what needs to happen for, for your boys to make it through to the eight. Um, the simplest way to put it to you is they have to win all three remaining games. All right, and then also hope that other things go their way. Lots happening today in the show. Um, I'm going to talk to, and of course, it's women in league round, as we know. I'm going to talk to the only mother in the world who has three sons playing with one NRL club. Yes, you guessed it. And she's also known these days, well, I'm coining this phrase as super mum. Melissa Trebojevic. Mother of uh, Tom, Jake, Ben, and Luke, and uh, she's going to join us on the show. So I really do look forward uh, to that. They're you know lovely boys. It's a good family. I know them pretty well from uh, my association with the junior club that they all came through, uh, the Monavale Raiders. So I look forward to talking to uh, Melissa. Um, Parramatta fans, how are you feeling? Your club, it's uh, it's crumbling around you. And and yesterday's huge loss to Manly, as I say, it puts an end to your top. For aspirations. Former Eels captain Timmy Manor, he'll join us on the line a little bit later on. We'll talk to Brett Kamali like we always do on a Sunday. We'll look at the Gallagher's Kangaroos 
and see who has forced their way into this week's hypothetical Kangaroos team. Katie Brown. I always like having a chat with Katie. She does some really good stuff here for SEN. I believe um, she's launched her own podcast as well. So we'll give that a plug and we'll talk more about that with Katie Brown. Um, she's not just a, a very good media personality. She's a she's a darn good footy player as well, Katie. So look forward to having a, a chat to her. South Sydney fans, get involved. Uh, again, that text line is 0457 736 736 0457 736 736 or anyone you want to give me a call happy to pick up the phone and have a chat 1300 01 1170 1300 01 1170 this show is much more interesting let me assure you when you guys are a part of it so pick up the phone and let's have a chat but bunnies fans boy oh boy how good is cody walker going is that 33 or 34 try assists so far for the season I tell you what, he's he's chasing Tommy Trebojevic down in that race for the Dally M. Um, I think I think Tommy, I thought he had it wrapped up, but Cody is is making a huge play, isn't he? And what about your club, Bunnies? So that's the first time in history, right? So the first time in more than a hundred and what, hundred and ten years since nineteen oh eight that you've scored thirty points in eight consecutive games. I tell you what, they are a club peaking at just the right time, aren't they, the Bunnies? So well, I guess it is a race in four, isn't it? The Storm, the Panthers, South Sydney, and Manly. What about the Roosters? What about the Roosters? They're going to be without Victor Radley for a few weeks. I thought he was really unlucky, but given his prize, he two. will be gone for a few weeks. And a couple of other boys are going to be gone as well. The Eels will be without Ryan Madison for a number of weeks. I don't think Ryan Madison will play again this season. There you go. Um, his shot on Brad Parker. Brad Parker's unlikely to play next week. It was no good. It was it was it was awful. Almost as bad as you get, uh, in my opinion. Corey Hurrowiranida. I know he's uh, been most apologetic for what he did to Jerome Hughes on Thursday. Uh, Corey will face three weeks on the sideline, maybe four. Very apologetic. We might go through that uh, that Facebook post. Um, um, he he posted after that, and uh, look, I do feel for him. It wasn't intentional, but it wasn't good, and he will serve his time. So quite a few are going to be spending some time on the sidelines. We'll look through all of that. We'll look through all the injury and the latest uh, with your club. Uh, it's run to the finals, and uh, again, I'd love to hear from Tigers fans. There is still hope. I can't believe we're saying that, but you know what? Um, whilst ever there is hope, uh, you guys will keep fighting as uh, as hard as you possibly can. All right, well, let's get on with the show then. Sunday, the 15th of August, this is NRL Match Day with me, Chris Warren. Yes, again, good afternoon. And as I say, lovely day out there. I hope you're enjoying yourself. Look, I know it's it's, it's different times, isn't it? And we've been saying this for months. We've been saying it for more than months. Um. Just uh, keep smiling if you can. Try and stay in, in good spirits. Get out, do some exercise. I know you can't live life like you normally do, but um, just try and remain remain positive. And I hope that we can uh, bring yeah, a little bit of colour, a little bit of joy uh, into your afternoon over the next uh, few hours. We don't take ourselves too seriously, uh, let me tell you, in this studio, to be quite honest with you. Um, we're both a, well, a couple of laid-back clowns. Well, not really clowns, but uh, Cowboy Dan. A bit I mean, harsh. Well, no, it probably is a bit harsh. I tell you what, we do a mighty fine job, well, you and I, in here. And we're modest too. Yes. 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 Um, now, we're going to talk all things footy because this is NRL match day and, and 
women in league round. Mm. I can't wait to have a chat to Mrs. Trebojevic. Um, Melissa, she's going to jump on the line around about one o'clock. Um, her three boys, we've got four boys, three of them all playing with, with Manly, as we know. Um, and I'm going to ask her too. I mean, is it Dad John or is it mm. her gene pool that uh, we can attribute to this phenomenal success that her children have had. I'm looking forward to that chat, Chris. Yeah, no, that'd be, be a good. good one. She, no, she's, a, she's a really nice, nice woman. So too is, is the dad, John. And um, I know them through uh, my association with the with the Raiders. My boys play mm. down there with Monovale Raiders and have done since they were you know, toddlers. Mm. Um, same thing as, as, as Turbo and, and Jake and, and Ben. Ben, and, yep. Yeah, and Luke. Luke was a really good young referee as well. They all came through the, the Monovale Raiders Junior Club. And uh, Johnny... Every he was a fixture, permanent fixture there. Every mm. Saturday he's there from go to woe on the tongs with the sausage sizzle, uh, doing his special sort of um, bacon and egg sort of burger too. Mm. Uh, he gave the tongs away, hung up the tongs. Oh, it would be probably four or five years ago now. So we all have to chip in. Yep. Each coaches yep. and parents mm. and on a rotation shift. Mm. And Melissa was running the, the canteen for many many years. Mm. And it got to the point where the boys came through and mm. they became stars and mm. um, went on to become professionals. So at that point, they're obviously more focused now on looking after the boys through their early years of, of professional rugby league and uh, handing the baton on to uh, other volunteers at the club. So that should be good. Women in league round. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, look, there's so many women involved. Um, but all the players, you, you will ask them, you, you ask any of them, 99%. Uh, we'll say the early years, probably it was mum. Mm. Carting them here, there and everywhere. Uh, training sessions, yep. uh, more than one game at a weekend. So um, to all the women have played and continue to play a, a big role in rugby league, we thank you. And um, it's no big thing these days. It, it, no. it, it's it, it's not a novelty anymore. It's, it's part of the way it is. Got a bit of breaking news here. Uh, the NRL has just announced uh, rounds 23 to round 25. So I won't go through all of it, but just uh -huh. some of the key points. Yeah. Uh, so they've announced a revised draw for the final three rounds of the home and away season with Rockhampton, Mackay, Toowoomba and Redcliffe uh, to host matches, obviously with COVID-19 restrictions. Rockhampton will host a game in both round 23 and round 24. Mackay will host a game in both round 24 and round 25, while Toowoomba will host a game in round 23. A series of mini magic double-headers will also be played across the three weeks preceding uh, the finals. So a lot to look forward to in Queensland over the course of the next few weeks if you are up there listening on the Gold Coast. Yeah, well, Rockhampton, that's great because they were to host uh, South Sydney and Dragons, I think, were going there. Oh, who yeah, was that? And the Bunnies got there and yeah. had to turn around on the tarmac. And I think the Dragons, or it might be the other way around, the Dragons hadn't left their team hotel mm. uh, a week ago, was it? A couple of weeks ago, yeah. Of, anyway, so that, that's good news. And, and look, I'm all for taking the games to more regional areas. So, um, so Rockhampton have round 24 Dragons Cowboys on a Saturday afternoon. And uh, they'll have one in round 25 as well, it looks like. Just trying to find that. So, yeah. Uh, they'll, yeah, they'll have a couple of games across a couple of weekends, which is good. All right. Well, you'll see all that and you can find it on the NRL website. You'll be able to find it on our mm. website as well, SEN, no doubt. Because I'm sure there's busy beavers out there. Uh, churning yep. stories out on our website. Now, listen, uh, this show, as yes. I say, it's much more... Well, we're interesting people, sort of. Yep. Are we? Ish. Well, it's yeah. Hard, it is a bit harder to be interesting when you can't really do anything. No, you are very interesting. Uh, am I? Thank you're, you. Yeah. I appreciate that. You're very interesting, Kat. <laughs> you are. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, my partner did something this week to me that I never oh, thought. Oh, that. Hang on. No, 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 is this no, no. for the late night yeah. show or afternoon with driving flat? No, or? no, it's G-rated. Okay. She she sort of Continue. she sort of cut my hair. Well, yes. Sort of. Uh, not not a great job. No. Good enough. She's not experienced in this. Either am I. No. Um, can you tell? I, I can, but <laughs> yep. my mum always told me, Chris, if you haven't got something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Look, I thought she did a good job. It just took <laughs> it just took about half an hour to cut a tiny little piece. Yeah, because let's paint the picture to mm. our listeners because they mm. can't see you. No. Um, <laughs> well, would I don't want to be rude. It doesn't look much different to last week, to be honest. No. No, it looks... There's not much hair. Well, I'm saying, there's uh, not much hair up there anyway. Uh, well, there well, is. There is. It go- grows quickly. Mm. Grows I'm having quickly. the same problem yes. though. Yes. Yes. Uh, I look like the wild man from Borneo, and I so I because I can't go to the barber either. Yeah. So a couple of days ago, I stood in front of the mirror in my bathroom at home with the scissors yeah. and had a go at it myself. You could get one of your kids to cut your hair. No, they were away this week. Oh, um, dear. And that wouldn't be a good idea anyway. No, but no. I, I don't have clippers, right? Yep. So I'm, I'm cutting. Mm. But when you're looking in the mirror, everything's reversed. Correct. You try it sometime. Do that this week. You try cutting your yep. own hair in the mirror. Yep. And have a look what's happened. Tell you what else I've also done this week. Doesn't look as bad as yours. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mine <laughs> looks a bit neater. Uh, I brought a tennis racket this week. That's why we're a hat all the time. Did you? Yes. Uh, I used to play tennis as a child. Right. But I've now brought it for two reasons. You can play tennis at the moment because that is counted as exercise. Of course you can. I'm beach fishing. However, yeah. the other good news is mm. tennis racket, ball, you can hit the ball up in the house as long as you don't break anything. I'm trying to break a record of how many times I can hit the ball. It's keeping me amused. Oh, my Lord. It's great entertainment, actually. Okay, so things are going well in the love life then. No, no. I, I'm, my record is 151 times. Okay. Do you get a sore arm, though? Bet you do. And bouncing the ball? Yes. That too. <laughs> There's a button there where you can play laughs and applause and oh, laughs for the stage. Um, didn't deserve now, one. No, no. Anyway, look, that's all very good, what's <laughs> happening with you and your, your racket and your balls uh, in your spare time. Dan, Thank you. Gilbert, you do whatever tickles your fancy. Maybe Parramatta fans might need to do something. I would too. like to hear from Parramatta fans, uh, what's the matter, Parra? Um, look, people say are asking me some Parra fans. Well, because I, you know, I, I was a mad Para fan. I still mm. sort of am, you know. I mm. grew up there. I went to every bloody game mm. as a kid. Mm. Um, that scoreline yesterday, did anyone see it coming? Well, I sort of did. If I'm honest, I sort of did. It's been um, not a good week, not a good few weeks around the club. Um, what's that? Four losses on the trot now, I think, for Parramatta. Um, and people will say, you know, you take one or two players out that are injured, that shouldn't really matter too much because you have a look at the Roosters, you have a look at Melbourne Storm, when they pull players out injured, they still get on with the job. Parramatta, in my opinion, Parramatta do not have the same depth. No. They should have. Mm. Now, that's a story for another day. Mm. They should have because for many, many years and decades, they had probably the biggest rugby league nursery anywhere. Yep. All right, that yep. now belongs to Penrith. Mm. But I don't think Parramatta have the same depth of stock that the likes of Penrith, the likes of Melbourne Storm and South Sydney in terms of their, their mm. current 30-man professional squad. I don't think Parramatta's stacks up with them. Probably not. Now, people are saying Brad Arthur's got to go. Mm. Brad Arthur's got to go. I will ask Parramatta fans right now, 
jump on the phone. Give me a call, right? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Please, give me a call. Set me straight. Parramatta fans, this is my question to you. Do you honestly think with the squad that you've got right now, you should be matching it with Penrith, South Sydney and Melbourne? Or do you think, you know what, we probably are just maybe a tier below in terms of talent? They do not have a star factor, all right? They no. Don't, you no. Take it, you t- no, Clint they Gutherson don't. is a marvellous player. Yep. He's a wonderful player and he's a great leader. But he's not a star. He's not a game-breaking no. star. Either right? is Moses. Exactly. Right? So, so who is? They don't have one. They don't have one. They don't have a Tommy Turbo. In saying right? that. They don't have a, a Nathan Cleary. They don't have a, a Cody Walker. You know, And let's also say... Taking Regan Campbell-Gillard out of mm. that team, mm. taking Reed Marnie out, out of that of it, team, yeah. you might say it's only a couple of players, but my God, it has a big difference. In saying that, it's still not good enough to be beaten by 50. No, it's Manly not. Manly were very good, though. No, it's not. But keep in mind, they were they were also down to 11 men. Correct. For a part of that yeah. match, all right? Yeah. Um, and and that, that's – I'm not making excuses. Mm. Ryan Madison won't mm. play again this year, in my yeah. opinion. Yep. All right, he'll get three weeks, maybe four. Yep. Parramatta can't make the top four now. All right, and they may well get bundled out in the first week of the finals and Ryan Madison won't be able to play. Who finishes in fourth, Manly or the Roosters? Manly do. I agree, 100%. Manly do. We'll go through all that if we get time. Um, Why don't we have a quick wrap then of uh, what's happened so far? And I love this. This is the part where uh, Dan has spent so many, so many hours last night writing these scripts for me. Yes, I did. Not. Uh, (laughs) But for the second week in a row, Melbourne Storm made to work very hard for the win, uh, beating the Raiders 26-16 on the sunny coast. The Storm now one short of the all-time record of 19 straight wins. Bromwich gives it to Hughes, hands it on Felice Cafusi. Beautiful ball. It ends up over there with Eremiah. He gets out of Croker's tackle. He weaves back infield. Eremiah's going to go the way. Eremiah goes all the way. Oh, beautiful play by the Melbourne Storm. Right winger evaded one, two, three, goes round to score and puts the ball down behind the black dot. Nathan Cleary returned in style from a shoulder injury. The Panthers looking more like the former competition frontrunners, defeating the Dragons 34-16 on Friday. Here's Cleary. Oh, oh, Ravalawa. He had a target for Luai, but he couldn't connect. Now it goes back to Burton. Oh. Burton's over the halfway line. He's got speed. He's got support as well. Links up with Dylan Edwards. Edwards has got 10 to go. That is a flashy, flashy Panther try. The second game at Suncorp was a nail-biter. The Roosters and the Broncos decided in the final minute of the match. A controversial penalty saw the Chooks sneak home 21-20. What is going through his mind? To win the game. Looks good. Roosters in front. The Rabbitohs made the Titans look second rate in the first game on Super Saturday. Cody Walker had a field day to guide the Bunnies to a 10th straight win. Now here's Benji Marshall giving it to Latrell Mitchell. Straightening through Herbert, through Sexton. The Gidley flick to Mansour and they're in again the Bunnies. Josh Mansour gets a double. But it was Latrell's giddly flick that set it up. West Tigers moved to within two points of the top eight. Yep, still a chance of making the finals, holding on to beat the Cowboys 24-16 in Townsville. And Brooks wrapping around with Embai Dewey, sets it up, and over they go, Tommy Talao. 
and Manly stocks continue to soar. The Sea Eagles heaping more misery on Parramatta. A 56-10 flogging, all but ending the Eels' hopes of a top four finish. DCE goes out now, Siren and Tommy T. Garrick got it! Oh, we didn't take him in the lotto. He got the try. That's his third for the night. He's having a night out, the youngster. He's thoroughly enjoying himself, and we love watching him. Yes, we do, and uh, Manly, Manly, Manly. Uh, they are on fire. You know what, too, Cowboy Dan? Yes, so, um While I was, I was writing those words late last mm. night, um, I was just doing some numbers as well, uh, and I, I jotted down a few numbers, right? which yep. ideally would be at my fingertips. Here they are. Yes. yes. So I did the ladder and I did all the for and against, right? Because I know that, yeah, oh, look here, all that, all that. that was. I was doing that at the same time. last night, I bet yep. you were. Yeah, you yep. were with your bloody tennis racket, your ball. <laughs> I was um, watching the soccer, but yeah, go on. I'd love uh, you guys to uh, jump on the phone and, and give us a call, whether you're a West Tigers fan, mm -hmm. still light at the end of the tunnel. Parramatta fan, how are you feeling? Manly fans, optimistic. Roosters, can you make the top four? Penrith, Nathan's back. Hey, now it's time for you guys to peak. And the Bunnies, you're breaking all sorts of records. Cody Walker's on absolute on fire. Yep. And they're another club peaking at the right time. Can someone topple the storm? Let us know. Get on the phone, one 1170 We'll take a short break in a moment. But my point was, Cowboy, I was doing yes. my numbers. Okay? Yes, yes. Now, Going into that match last night between mm. Manly and Para, mm. Manly had to beat the Eels by two points or more to go above them on the ladder. Yep. Okay. Right? Yep. Okay. Because they had gotcha. a two-point, basically a differential of two points on for and against. Following you so far. Very, very tight. Yep. Yeah. With you. After last night, right? Yes. There is now a 90-point differential. That's some good maths right there. Between Manly mm. and Para. So there it is. We'll go through uh, who can, who can't, and uh, who shouldn't, and who, who might and who mightn't. But a big game this afternoon, obviously, between the Sharks and the Knights. You're listening to NRL Match Day. You bet you hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon, 15th of August, just a couple of weeks away from spring. Hey, we're almost through winter. Can you uh, believe that? 25 past 12. We're here up until 3 o'clock talking a fair bit of rubbish and uh, talking a fair bit of rugby league as well. So if you've just joined us, uh, Chris Warren with you, with Cowboy Dan over the other side of the studio. He's behind his mask. I'm, I'm not wearing the mask at the moment because it's very difficult to, uh, to host a radio show with the mask on. Um, but we are we are playing by all the rules, as as you should be doing at home. Now, the NRL has announced a revised draw for the final three rounds of the home and away season, as we went through just a, a little while ago. But if you are just joining us, uh, uh, Rockhampton, Mackay, Toowoomba and Redcliffe will host matches. And it goes on. So Rockhampton, they'll host a game in both round 23 and 24. Mackay will host a game in round 24 and 25. And uh, Toowoomba will host a game in round 23. There'll also be a series of mini magic double headers uh, played across the final three weeks preceding the finals. And uh, looking at the, the table at the moment, well, there are still a lot of things to be decided. Melbourne Storm, as I said earlier, one hand on the minor premiership. That's theirs, right? That's theirs. Who's going to finish fourth? So Penrith and South, they're, they're two and three, right? Two and three or three and two. And they face each other next weekend on Friday. You've got Manly and the Roosters jostling for fourth position. So whoever gets fourth gets a second chance if they lose in week one of the finals, right? That's why it's so important. But whoever finishes fourth will play Melbourne Storm week one of the finals. Then you have a number of teams all trying to make up 
the bottom two positions of the top eight. Parramatta are in. And then you've got the Titans, the Raiders, the Knights, Cronulla, Dragons, and West Tigers, all um, all with a shout mathematically, all fighting for those two final spots. Look, I've got Newcastle already in there, okay? So I'm, only, I'm saying there's only one spot available. So that eighth position, I'm saying Newcastle are already in. The final spot will be to the Titans, Canberra, Cronulla, Dragons, or West Tigers mathematically. I can go through the permutations and what West Tigers need to do uh, to make it into the finals. Also, a bit later on, too, um, a new segment. A new segment. Um, it's called What Cheeses Me Off. And for those that may have uh, listened to Hey Hate Saturday in years gone by, that's what we're all about. What Cheeses Me Off. And a few things, um, a few things get my goat, you know, annoy me, little things, all right? As I'm sure they do you at home, wherever you're listening. Things that annoy you, send me a text, 0457 736 736. What uh, cheeses, what cheeses you off at home? I'll, I'll, I'll let you on on my, my annoyance a little bit later on. Just quickly. Yeah. See, Hey Hey's coming back. Is uh, it? They've got a special 50-year documentary on Channel 7 at some point this year. Aussie Ostrich? I believe so. I believe they're all... Well, God, most of them are now. coming back. Yeah. Aussie. Well, there's a, there was a boy, wasn't it? Daryl will be there hosting it. Oh, I look forward to it. Yep. I wonder if they'll have what cheeses me off. Maybe. Maybe Pop, you could... Copy in our show. <laughs> you, could, you could be the guest... Host. Well, yeah. Hey, I'm here. I'm yep. available. Not Sundays from midday no. till three. I can't. What cheeses you off at home? Come on, let me know. And, and you can relate it to rugby league as well. And I reckon there's plenty of things uh, annoying a few clubs or fans of a few clubs at the moment. We'll do that a bit later on in the show. Right now, though, uh, let's go back and listen to the coaches from uh, yesterday's late game where Manly toweled up Parramatta Eels. A huge, huge win uh, for Manly. Let's have a, a listen to Desi Hasler. To such a, an emphatic performance. Yeah, it was probably... Uh... Uh, you probably got to look at the game in, 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 in two halves, no doubt. I thought um, in the first half uh, we were a lot more disciplined this week. Because uh, let's face it, like they uh, they certainly came with a lot of motivation and um, and they started the game with a lot of emotion. But um, uh, we were able to match that and uh, and um, yeah and get out of the box really uh, really early. So. Um, we played some really good footy, but we defended there at some uh, for long stretches there, particularly early in the second half, uh, where it was really important that we needed to put them away early. So, um, yeah, a much much better balanced game this week compared to last week. Yeah, how pleasing is it coming off the back of last week after a loss to, to turn it around so well? Yeah, no, there's it, definitely um, um, uh, shows a lot of character, uh, which is an important tickle part, but. Um, uh, you're not going to, you know, I'm not being facetious, but it was just important that we got the win tonight, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, come up against um, a side next week that are, are also in a in a situation where they're you know they're playing they're a desperate side as well, the Raiders. So um, yeah, uh, it's another hard one next week. Garrick, um, what a great achievement, Des, um, to, to beat Matthew Ridge's uh, club record for most yeah, points. Thought, what what yeah. do you say about that? Yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. Ruben's, Ruben works really hard at his game. He works he works really hard at his game. Um, and 
so it's very deserving, uh, you know. But he'll be the first to say that, you know, um, he's on a on a fair back line, and no doubt, you know, um, uh, there are a lot of boys working hard on the inside, set up those tries assists. So um, you know, he's very uh, he's very grateful when, when he's finishing them. Desi Hasler there, and um, he's doing a good job, isn't he, Desi? It's hard to um, fathom, isn't it? After four rounds this season, there were people calling for the dismissal of Des Hasler. There were people saying that Des Hasler needs a hand. Uh, Paul Green was going to come in as a, a mentoring role mm. or to play an assistant role because Desi had lost uh, lost his way. I remember that. Do you remember that? doesn't yeah. feel like that long ago. Now, listen, as I said earlier, um, Tommy Trebojevic, uh, his mum, uh, Melissa, she's going to join us on the line uh, just after one. So, uh, Looking look forward, forward to that. Yeah, look forward to having a chat to, uh, to Melissa on Turbo. Uh, so he uh, copped a bit of an injury last night, um, a cheekbone injury. So I'm just reading this now, and it's uh, something that's come through uh, on the Manly website. So he copped a knocks to his jaw uh, in that 56-10 to 10 thrashing of uh, Parramatta. He's got a bit of swelling and bruising. It's not clear whether he will uh, play next weekend against the Raiders. Um, but a previous injury has, has pretty much saved the day, mm. uh, the club is saying. He had a plate that was uh, inserted from a previous fracture, which prevented a serious uh, injury from occurring this time round. So I think he's okay. I think he's fine. Um and that previous fracture was suffered in the final round of uh, the 2018 campaign. Do you remember that? Gee, we're going back a while, aren't we? He had corrective surgery for that. But uh, that knock last night, uh, the plate that's already in there, uh, I believe, has is, 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 is saved the day. And they need him because as well as all the other players are playing, if he's out, I don't think they can win the comp. No, correct. No, they can't. Can. I agree. No, full stop. No, they 100%, can't. 100%, yep. But isn't it amazing what Manly have done? So they've got uh, on one wing, they've got... Um, the, the Saab, and he scored, what, 19 tries now or 19 or 20 after last night. I'm not quite sure. You've got Garrick, leading mm. point scorer in the competition, the other winger. He scored 19 or 20. Yep. Or maybe it's even more now after might, last yeah, night. Fire. And then you've got Turbo down the middle who yep. scored 19 or might be 20 as well after, after last night. Very dangerous team. Well, they're obviously shifting it. Like we're looking at highlights now, they mm. shift it really well to either side, mm. either side. And then they've got Turbo, who is, is causing all these try assists left mm. and right, but he's also a threat himself down the middle. Yep. So that, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's sort of what the Eels don't have. Yep. Agreed. All right. Um, I'm with you. And Eels fans, get, in, get involved. Uh, give us a call, will you? Give us a call. Uh, Tim, the tool man, is tuning in. Always good. And Timmy was tuning in on Friday uh, night as well. You mm. weren't here Friday night. So I come in late Friday night. I know you do. I was here Friday afternoon. And take over after Joel and Finchie, right? Yes. Madness. It's uh, madness, I, okay. right? Yes. So they have a coup. It's what's called a cooey. Cooey's corner. Cooey corner. Yep. It's cooey hour. Yep. So they put the call out and all the mad critters out there call in. Yep. Or text. Yep. So then I we 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 hand the baton on to me and we we go through for the first hour or so uh, of of my late night show. Yes, and yep. um, it's now Cupid's Corner. Cupid's Corner. It's the late night love lounge. Why are they trying to? Oh, I don't know. To... We're just trying to match a few up out there, and you know, obviously you've got to have the all the paperwork signed and who can come into each other's bubble and all that yes, sort of stuff. Yes, yep. But to, for Timmy after the Toolman's part. Timmy the Toolman's part of Cooey Corner. Is he? And uh, Cupid's Corner. Oh, both. Yeah. Uh, Double corner. What's this say? I'd be very oh. careful reading that. <laughs> that's, why, uh, that's why I haven't tracked it over. Well, Tim the Tool Man basically is uh, having let's let's put this out. He's having some problems with his drainage, with his pipes. 
Okay, that's sort yep. of a clean way of yep. putting it. He's yep. all blocked up, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. I tell you, Tim, um, charcoal tablets. <laughs> go and get some charcoal tablets. You'll be good as gold, mate. You'll be good as gold and raring to go. He's saying that's what cheeses me off. Why? Not a great Sunday. <laughs> uh, right. All right. Um, why don't we hear from the losing coach, Brad Arthur? Disappointing thing for you in that performance? Oh, it's obviously, the defence, the scoreline. Um, yeah, but, you know, our start, we, we're down on belief. Well, we look like we're down on belief and, you know, we, we c- couldn't afford to start like that, a penalty. Two tackles into the game. And then um, just, I just don't think we're calm in defence at the moment. We're all jumpy. Um, yeah, we're just, down, you know, wasn't wasn't a great start, which it just snowballed out of control. How do you get that belief back then, if if you think that's what's lacking and so close to the finals? Yeah, well, um, probably need to change things up a bit at training, I suppose. That's a start. Maybe not focus on footy this week. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a real good question, but you know we've got a week to, to sort it out. But I think we need to just mix something up at training a little bit. Sometimes the harder you work, the, the more of a hole you dig yourself into. There seemed to be no intensity in your play at any point, really, Brad. Is that, that must frustrate you. It's, it's so much on the line of top four spot finals. Yeah, yeah, it's disappointing. I haven't got the answer for you right now um, why that wasn't there. But, yep, it's certain, certainly not a team. We're not showing that we, we want to play finals. When you're talking about the defence, Brad, it looked like they were jamming in a lot. Was that a plan or was that panicking with guys like Tom Trebojevic coming at them? Yeah, I just thought we were, we were jumpy. We were making decisions when we didn't need to. We, you know, we weren't calm in our line. We, you know, we didn't want to stand back and get played on by Tom, but we, we didn't need to try and solve things on our own. Can you turn this around so quickly? Yeah, well, we have to. We have to, but yeah, we can um, when we need to. And like I said, the responsibility falls on my shoulders and, and we will we'll turn it around. What about the noise, Brad? You know, people say you don't hear it, you don't hear it, but when the performance like that... Yeah, well, look, it's coming, isn't it? It's, it's what it is. It's footy. It's... Like, that part of it, I, I can handle. It's it, I, I don't like seeing the players disappointed and, and unhappy and, and not enjoying our footy. And, you know, when you get beat like that, obviously there's no enjoyment. So that's the bit that we need to change. The other bit, it's, it's going to be there. We've just got to deal with it. Well, there is Brad Arthur. Um, so they're going to deal with it. They're going to improve. Um, but let me tell you now, they are in sixth position, Parramatta fans, on 28 points, equal with Manly on 28 points. Manly now in fifth position, but above on four and against by a whopping 90 points. Parramatta were above them by two points differential. Manly now above Parramatta, a whopping 90 points on the differential. Coming up for the Eels, their final three games against North Queensland this coming weekend, Melbourne Storm and then Penrith Panthers. This is NRL Match Day. Timmy Manor is up next. Yes, you are listening to Match Day. Great to have your company. Hope you're enjoying your uh, Sunday afternoon. I don't know what's happening out there, but it was a gorgeous morning this morning. Still beautiful. Sun, sun shining. Yes. Uh, sparkling blue waters, too, if you live near, near the ocean. I tell you, a lot of smoke around Sydney, too. Um, northern parts of Sydney. Heap of smoke. They must yeah. be doing some backburning there. Some they are. Hazard reductions. They are. It was very smoky yesterday. I went for a walk. Oh, tell me about it. Well, you know, I, I, so I... I Worked last night calling uh, the Manly game. Yep. Drove home. So I'm driving through, driving home around about 11 p.m., 10, mm. 30, 11 p.m. Mm. Um, I had to go, I had to put my face mask on in my car. Because of the smoke. Yeah. Very yeah. handy, that yeah. face mask. Yeah. 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 
It's all good. No, I had to do the windows up, and I put my face mask on. Well, I was driving down the Wakehurst Parkway. Yep. Well, it's and good. I'm telling you, I could hardly see 50 meters in front of me. Really, really smoky. Anyway, I digress. You do. Um, talking of fires and <laughs> what's happening at Parramatta, the club is 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 not on fire. South Sydney is on fire. Great segue, by the way. Parramatta, though, Parramatta, they are crumbling. They are crumbling like uh, like trees in a in a bushfire. Timmy Manor is their former captain, and uh, he has now taken some time out of his Sunday to join us. Good afternoon, Timmy. Thanks for joining us. How are you, mate? Yeah, good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm just uh, I'm, I'm listening to you guys talk about this weather, and I'm out <laughs> near Parramatta at the moment, and we've got this nice little sea breeze coming with the sun shining. Um, beautiful, beautiful weather. Sea breeze out there, so it's coming up the Parramatta yeah, River, yeah, is it? Yeah, Parramatta River. Beautiful. The Parramatta River breeze, beautiful. We, uh, I used to live out that way. Timmy grew up, as you know. <laughs> so off the Parramatta, so you've got Sydney Harbour. That then leads into the Parramatta River. And then there's a little creek that runs off Parramatta River called Darling Mills Creek, right? So that then runs yep, through yep. North Mead, which used to be the Northern Meadows back in the heyday. Darling Mills Creek. So we used to back onto Darling Mills Creek, right? And yep. when it used to flood, I could sometimes see the creek from uh, our backyard. So basically... Uh, we waterfront. Had, waterfront. We had harbour views. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Good look at it. Yeah. yeah, nice, nice. But I used to love catching. How are you guys? Oh, I'm good. I used to love catching my eels after school down there in the creek. Bit of steak on the end of a hook. Beautiful. There are heaps of eels. Um, mate, listen. Let's talk footy because um, that's yeah. what you, that's what you're on here for, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm here. To, I'm happy to chat about the weather, but let's, yeah. let's get into the footy. Yeah, no, we're going to bore people. Put them to sleep. Yeah, well, it's the way the way things are going at the moment in Parramatta, I think the weather's better than the footy. So uh, I'm happy to talk about it. Right, Timmy. So let's uh, let's uh, elephant in the room. Right, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on social media. Uh, a lot of uh, people contacting various radio networks. Last night we were taking calls saying uh, Parramatta fans, Brad Arthur's got to go. Now, that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it, and I try and balance it a bit, um, Timmy. Do mm. you do you think they have the playing roster that the likes of Penrith and, and South Sydney? Forget Melbourne for a moment, but Penrith and South Sydney. Do you think they have the same sort of playing roster? And do you think Parramatta fans do have an expectation of of going maybe not all the way to the grand final, but maybe to a preliminary final, given the squad that they've got? Oh, I think. It was only it was only a couple of months ago we were praising this team about how well they were travelling. Um, you know, they knocked off Melbourne early in the year, and um, I think the club's done a really good job to get it, the squad to what it is. You know, we we look at the Parramatta history. I think it's by far the best squad we've had uh, for over a decade at the club now. So you know what, you, you've got to give a lot of credit to what they built in terms of uh, the players there. Um, I know they're going to get compared to you know playing losses of uh, you know your Melbournes and your and your Roosters, but um, unfortunately, the, the nature of the beast is a lot of those, you know, when you try to get those um, Munsters and the, uh, and, and, you know, obviously the Tapping Houses and those superstars, a lot of those superstars are drawn to certain clubs that have got the runs on the board. Yeah, they won premierships. Um, you know, the, the coach there has got a proven track record. Uh, they got a culture there that people love to be a part of. And, and that's hard. That's hard to come by. You know, and, you know until, you, until you kind of get their runs on the board, it's always going to be hard to attract those big fish. Um, yeah. And the other, the other thing that those that those clubs are really good at, you know, you got Pappenhaus, and two years ago he was anyone's like it. Um, yeah, you know, he, he couldn't find a home anywhere. And Melbourne are the ones that are, are able to turn those, 
you know, seventy, eighty thousand dollar plays into your, you know, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar plays, and that's just what you know they do. And unfortunately, at West, we've got a bit of work to do. We, you know, it's, it's not all, it's not all doom and gloom. There's so many good things happening. There's there's a new stadium. There's a new set of excellence getting built. There's um, a great playing squad. There's, you know, there's, there's so much to be excited about up there. Unfortunately, though, um, at the moment, our end of season is a bit of a worry. No, it is. You've got a, a horror run home. Um, what did I say before? I haven't got in front of me Cowboys, then uh, Melbourne, and then Penrith. So you can't make the top four anymore. That's out of out of reach after last night's uh, pumping by by Manly. So talent identification is obviously a really important thing. Um, and you make a mistake now, uh, it will come back to haunt you for another two or three or four years in terms of recruitment. And you're saying that those other clubs, they do have a knack of, of getting players in and players will go there because they've got um, a successful or a winning formula or a very, very good coach. What do you see as the future for Brad Arthur? I think, you know, he's still got, the, the best thing about footy, they say, is always next week. In, in his case, he's, got, he's still got plenty of footy ahead of him for the year. You know, we're not, the year is definitely not done and dusted. There's, there's three more round games and. You know, he's in a position where he gets to play final footy, which are where a lot of footy, a lot of teams aren't in that position. There'll be eight teams missing out. Um, and at the end of the day, he can silence a lot of those critics by coming out and, and having a strong finish the year. So the the pleasing thing is a lot of it is in his control and he can help you know decide his own destiny. But you know, I guess the other side of the fence is it is a, it is a pretty daunting um, run home when you look at some of the opposition he's got ahead of him. And no Regan Campbell, Gillard, no Reed, Marnie. These are also contributing factors. But any team that puts fifty on you, um, people are asking for and searching for answers. Let's keep in mind they were down to eleven men at one stage as well. Ryan Madison. Then it didn't look good. I don't think he'll play again. We're waiting to see what the charge sheet will look like. It'll come out nowish. May have even already come out. Uh, so they're going to be without him as well. So um, that was a pretty nasty shot, wasn't it, on Brad Parker. Cowboy Dan's got some information on Madison. Yeah, he's looking at three to five weeks out for the hit on Parker at the moment. Graded, what was it? Grade three, reckless uh, high tackle? i out for you, but yeah, three to five weeks out on the sidelines. That'd for, be a grade three, yeah. reckless high tackle, yeah. I'm sure it is. You're taking the early. Like, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if you bite that. You know, yeah. how, um, but, you know, the good thing is three weeks means he's back for week one of the finals, which is so, really, in, in the scheme of things, I think... I think Parramatta's case. I'm not saying they ride off the next three weeks, but for them, it's all about finals time now. Like, you know, what happens between now and then isn't going to dramatically change their standing in the competition. It's going to be more about how they deliver come finals. And, you know, they'll probably, unfortunately, they'll probably finish out top of four, but that gives them a real good chance to, to have a good win week one of the finals and, and kind of build some confidence they need winning into that second week. But there's definitely a big gap between the top six teams and the rest, and they definitely fall in the top six. Grade three careless high tackle, Chris, he's been charged with. A grade three yep. careless high tackles, they're not reckless, all right. So um, take the early, get three, come back first week of the finals uh, and uh, Parramatta will play um, probably maybe Newcastle Canberra. or the Raiders. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, um, other games elsewhere then, Timmy. Talking Timmy Manor, by the way, former former Parramatta fan. Um, look, I, I get what you're saying there. Um, you, you're automatically, you're in the finals and... You're not going to make the top four, but you need to use the next th- three weeks to, to build your base back up, to get your game uh, to, a, to a higher level and hopefully go through um, to the second week of the finals and, and who knows from there. South Sydney, Timmy, gee, they're looking good and, and Cody Walker just continues continues to impress, doesn't he? 
Yeah, you know, you look at everyone all year's been talking about the top two, you know, Melbourne and Penrith, but South Sydney and Manly Seagulls, they they could easily win this competition. Yeah. The way they're playing, they're they're so fun to watch. You know, you, the way they attack is it's just it's just a joy to watch. And yeah, even Manly, obviously, um, yeah, it hurts when they're doing it against the Blue and Gold. But even watching them last night, they the way they attack is just so entertaining. You know, I think it's. It's you know, it's definitely not a two horse race. I think South or um, Manly can easily win the competition. Oh, I reckon you're right, absolutely. Right. But I, you know, I, th- I think it is a race in four. I don't know that the Roosters can keep battling like they have. Yeah, Roosters are they're doing a, they're doing a valiant job. They're, they're they're showing a lot of their class. And we talk about you know winning cultures and and that kind of thing earlier, and that's a great example of one. Like who, which team in the competition can lose? The, the caliber of players that they've lost and still be in the hunt you know, this time of year and potentially looking at they're in the top four now with three games yeah. to go. So, yeah. so if, if, if they win all three, they stay in the top four. The Roosters have got the Dragons, South Sydney and the Raiders. If they win all three, they are fourth on the ladder, regardless of anything that happens. Yeah, so that's another example of their destiny in their own hands. Um, same with, like I spoke about Parramatta's destiny. I thought, well, the same with the Roosters. You know, it's up to them now. So if they want to finish in top four... Uh, if they don't have to rely on calculations and, and mm. things to go their way, they just got to win games. Mm. And Manly, Manly will go in the top four if they win their remaining three games against the Raiders, Canterbury and North Queensland. They win all three of those games and uh, the Roosters drop one of their games, Dragons, Souths or Raiders, because... Uh, Manly has a, a much superior for and against. So they're the permutations. Today's match, mate, is absolutely huge for more so Cronulla. I'm saying if they lose this, they can't make the finals against uh, Newcastle. Newcastle on 20 competition points, but a dreadful for and against, minus 139. Cronulla two points behind them in 10th position on 18 points with a, well, minus 60. But uh, if they lose this, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah, I've, I've kind of made a call a couple of weeks ago, and they kept proving me wrong. They kept you know, mm. finding ways to win. I'm going to stick with my call, though. I don't see them making the eight, and I think um, I think today's result will probably be telling because I think uh, Newcastle will have their measure today, and it could be all she wrote for the Sharks this year. All right, mate, Timmy, you're you're one of the nicest men in rugby league, right? And, and I'm talking, you're, I know Jake Trebojevic is a lovely boy, so too, Tom, and, and you are as well, right? You're one of the nicest fellas in rugby league. But like all of us, Timmy Manor, you must get yep. you must get annoyed about little things from time to time. If I was to ask you on the spot, what would it, what annoys you? Do, do little things annoy you? Because we've got this little segment, right? It's called this. What? Jesus! <laughs> Does anything annoy you, Timmy Manor? Uh, you know what? There is something that comes to mind. Nothing to do with footy, but it's um. No, yeah. I hate. I hate. I hate people using the, uh, the the horns on the road. Like, I hate, you know, people's first reaction when they're on the road is to beat the horn. I, I, I'm not one to beat the horn. But oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. So yeah. my point is, right, so if, they, if they're using the horn, they've got enough time to beep you. They obviously had enough time to um, get out of any danger, right? I'm with you. People yeah. that overuse their horn. Timmy, thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. <laughs> Thanks, Wyatt. Good mate. All right, there he is. Timmy Manor, and a uh, really good fella, isn't he, Tim? And always uh, always happy to put his hand up to have a chat. Uh, it's coming up to six minutes to one o'clock. This is NRL Match Day. It's coming up to one o'clock. Now time for this.
Yes, and we'll go through uh, some of the injuries uh, to players from your clubs. Keep those texts coming through, by the way, 0457 736 736. Or if you want to jump on the open line, uh, you can, 1300 01 1170. We'll be taking your calls uh, around about uh, quarter past one. There'll be a bit of space on the open line because I'll be talking to uh, Mrs. Trebojevic, uh, not too far away from that. Now, uh, you're a funny fella, Wa. This is from Tim the Toolman. Um, oh, he was saying he was having problems uh, with his, I thought it was his own pipe. He says, no problems with my plumbing. All good here, but my my, my toilet is about to overflow. <laughs> All right, Tim, the tool man. Well, yeah, charcoal tablets won't help you with that, but uh, stay listening to the show. All right, uh, in terms of Sunday, bloody Sunday, Tom Starling, Canberra hooker, probably will miss the rest of the season with a broken jaw. That yet to be confirmed whether he will need surgery or not. Brad Parker, uh, he copped that heavy knock last night. Uh, by Ryan Madison. So I doubt he'll be available for uh, Manly's uh, next game against Canberra Raiders. This is yet to be confirmed, but uh, it was very, very heavy. Um, uh, he, he was up and about in the dressing room, but um, there's no concerns of any other injury. Um, but he'll need to pass HIA protocols going into next week's game. Uh, Cowboys, uh, they've lost a couple in their loss last night. Uh, Kyle Felt with a jaw injury. Gee, a couple of jaw injuries, haven't we? Yeah. And and also Tom Trebojevic has got a jaw, a jaw cheekbone injury, but I think he'll be right for next week. Cohen Hess went off with concussion um, against the Tigers, so they'll have to keep a watch on that. Dragons uh, veteran hooker Andrew McCulloch, his season I think might be over. Um, a serious ankle injury for him. So I think Dragons are out scouring, um, scouring the place for a new hooker for the rest of the season because obviously they are really struggling in that department. What else we got? Uh, Tyson Gamble. Uh, he's been cleared of a fracture after he picked up a hand injury in Friday's uh, one-point loss to the Roosters. But Gamble's going to miss a few matches anyway. Uh, because of a suspension. Uh, Jerome Hughes, he caught that heavy knock on Thursday night from Corey Hurrawita Nida, um, and he had memory loss straight after that, so didn't know how it happened. So he's going to miss uh, next week's game for sure. So that's pretty much it. Dale Finucane, he came off early as well in that match with a, a HIA, but that was more of a, a precaution. So there it is, Sunday, bloody Sunday. It's uh, two past one on the other side of this break. We'll be talking to Mrs. Trebojevic. Trebojevic. Try saver, Trebojevic. Look at the strength here from Jake Trebojevic. Kicks for his right winger. Trebojevic up above the back. My God, I think he's got it. He thinks he's got it. The ref thinks he's got it. Yes, there are so many women uh, doing some wonderful work to make uh, rugby league the greatest game of all. Players, administrators, referees, volunteers, the list goes on. But as anyone who's played the game will tell you, more often than not, it was mum 
uh, doing plenty of the hard yards when today's NRL stars were just young boys with very big dreams. Jake, Tom and Ben Trebojevic are all playing together with Manly. Their brother Luke is also quite a talent and a very good junior referee as well. Uh, their mum is Melissa Trebojevic and she joins us on the line. Good afternoon, Mel. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, hi, Chris. Uh, no, thank you for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Um, well, it's been a really long journey uh, for, for you and, and your boys. All I can think, uh, Melissa, is you must, be, um, you must be just so, so proud of all of them. Oh, re- look, really proud. Just really proud of they're playing what they want to play and also, yeah, they're, they're good kids. So that, that's probably what makes me proudest. Well, they're really good kids and that comes across anyone that doesn't know them. Like I, I, I know, you know Jakey and Tom pretty well, but anyone that doesn't know them, their first impression they say to me, gee, they sound like lovely, well-rounded people, grounded people. Um, and that's a, that's a credit to you, Melissa, and, and to, to John, the dad as well, isn't it? Yeah, oh, thank you. No, no, yeah, just really happy with them. They're 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 wonderful fellas, and 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 what I mean, what Tommy has done, particularly in recent years, and and this year, he's just gone to another level. Um, can I ask you, Melissa, when and and you were running the canteen for a number of years at at Monavale Raiders, and and Johnny was there on the on the barbecue with the tongs and. Yep. You guys sort of uh, walked away from from those roles a few years ago to to spend more time yeah. with with your boys. Now they're in the NRL. When was it? I mean, yeah. take us through uh, Jake and and Tommy and Ben. What ages did they start playing at Monavale Raiders? Um, and when did you sort of know that you know what these kids could be really serious about about their footy? Look, Jake started playing. He had a season of soccer when he was five. Um, and then we sort of had a year off. He wasn't really into soccer. And then he started footy, I think it was under seven. Um, Tom sat on the sideline, was desperate to play. But at that stage, John and I thought, no, he can play when he's the right age. So he, he just watched and was glued to the sidelines. And he didn't play till he was five in under sixes. And then by number four, we sort of, um, the rules lessened a little bit. And I think he was playing when he was four. <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, so it was good. It was good times. Look, to be honest, we never looked that far ahead when the boys played. They made teams through school and, you know, like your Sydney North teams and New South Wales teams and things like that when they were younger. But we never really looked too far ahead. We just sort of, it was in the moment of what they were doing at that time. Um, yeah, so I guess until, you know, Manly and Jake was in... Um, Oh, I think it was under 20s when he got called up and yeah. it sort of all became a bit surreal. So, yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing story. Nothing wrong with starting them at four. My two boys, uh, Bobby and Joey, they both started under sixes uh, when they were four at Monavale Raiders and they love it. It's a yeah. great it's a great little club, isn't it? And, you know, it, it, yeah, it survives yeah. on volunteers. It survives on people like you and John and all the mums and dads. They they all pitch in, but it's a... It's a it's a great story for this reason. And, and I say, look, any young boy out there or girl um, that has, yep. has a dream, you can start at the small – we're one of the smallest clubs uh, in, in the state, really. We're a very little club. But it just goes to show that from yep. little, little things, um, big things can grow. Exactly right. And I think the more you put into it, even as parents, the more you get out of it because you make – lifelong friends along the way and you know it's a social thing and and I think it's great for the kids to see you know that you're helping out and sort of a bit of a family thing so and the Motorville Raiders is a real family club which is great. 
I'm calling you super mum, Melissa. How does that sit with you? <laughs> Oh no, just normal, normal mum. <laughs> You're a normal mum. There no, you are. And the boys, the boys yeah. are, are normal too. They're 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 really down yeah. to earth. Very different personality. We we don't know. Well, I don't know Ben. I haven't met Ben. And and yeah. most people know Tom through State of Origin and Jake as well through State of Origin and Kangaroos and Manly. They appear to be very different personalities as well. Are they are they yeah. different at home? Um, obviously physically they're they're different, but. Different attributes. What sets them them apart, do you think? They definitely are very different. But having said that, they all get on very well. And I think, yeah, they know what each other, you know, likes to do or doesn't and that type of thing. But um, I don't know. Like, Jake tends to... He's quite gets quite stressed and you know it, whereas Tom <laughs> may be stressed but holds it in a bit more, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's good. We're just happy. They're all, you know, they all get on really well and we really miss them, I have to say, being up there, missing the three of them. But um, bet, yeah. very quiet in our house now. Oh, I forgot but, about that. Yeah. yeah. So, so are they all yeah. still living at home? Uh, Jake's not. Um, he'd been home for a little bit just before they went up because he had a renovation done to his unit. But um, so he was at home for a while, but that was just you know why that work was taking place. But um, yes, he's out. He's not far away from where we live, and Tom is moving out when he gets home. So yeah, but they, neither of them will be far. Mm. And Benny, um, tell us a bit about young Benny in, in terms of his personality-wise. He leaned more towards the the Tom or the Jake. I'm saying Jake more towards Jake, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and they, yeah, they seem to be, every time we FaceTime them, they seem to be always together up there. So. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's handy yeah. too. I mean, you're missing them, but they're yeah, up there and, good. you know, yeah. half the family is still together up that's there. That's right. They've got half, that's exactly right. Yeah. And what yeah. about Luke? I know Luke, Luke's actually refereed a couple of our games. I'm sure my boys have been playing. Is he still refereeing? No, not anymore. But uh, both Ben and Luke. A ref reft when they were younger, yeah. um, which was really good. But yeah, no, not anymore. So he's an electrician, works full time, and yeah, different interest now. But yeah. um, loves the footy. Absolutely. Yeah. I can only imagine, yeah. uh, Melissa. I'm talking to Melissa Trebojevic, by the way. I can only imagine the grocery bill. Oh my lord. Yeah. When they were all <laughs> at home, it's very different at the moment. I can tell you. Yeah. Very easy now. Not much washing. Not much cooking. But anyway. <laughs> what was there? <laughs> It'll be good when they get back. What's their go-to meal? So you're all sitting down for a, a Sunday a Sunday afternoon lunch, or what's their go-to? What's their favourite? Oh, lunches. But well, lunch is always you know the rolls and the salads, and the meats and all that sort of stuff. But um, or dinner? Are they a roast dinners? roast dinner or yeah, the lot, lasagna or what? Yeah, a lot of pastas and meats and yeah, and actually they're all good cooks. They all get in and they'll they'll cook for a night or whatever, and they quite enjoy it, especially during lockdown. Yeah. Sort of gives them something to do. So, yeah. Well, that is, so, no, they're, they're pretty good cooks. And, yeah, it is a lot of food, though. And, Melissa, I bet it is. I can only imagine. I won't even ask you, but I, I – yeah. oh, God, goodness. Yeah. What about Dad, Johnny? What, what, what's he, he was a handy player himself, wasn't he, John? And, and for those that don't know, John Trebois, he's, he's a big unit, um, a very yeah. big unit, isn't he? Yeah, he, he used to play for the Narrabeen Sharks. That's his claim. Yeah, he enjoyed that. But yeah. he, he – um, came from a Yugoslav background, so he's, he grew up on a farm in Warrywood. And so he didn't start playing till he was 19. So it was just sort of a different upbringing to the yeah. boys. Um, yeah, but, yeah, he liked the footy and all that. So. And when did yeah, you guys meet? You and John, did you meet through through the footy or, or how did that all work out? 
Uh, we had a mutual friend, yes, yeah. that sort of met. But I did used to go and watch him play when he was playing for the Narrabeen Sharks. It used yeah. to be quite a big gathering down there in those days. Yeah. Yeah, well, great and things like that. But, um, well, yeah, know. so. Well, they are our yeah. arch enemy too, Narrabeen Sharks. They're Monavale oh, Raiders right. enemy number one. So if I ask you this, um, the gene pool, Melissa, so do the boys get it from you or from John? Uh, I, I was not didn't have a sporty bone in my body, so I'm going to have to say him. <laughs> All right, okay, we'll go along with that. Tom's had a difficult uh, yeah. run, difficult run the last couple of years with injury, but he's going great guns now. He's he's setting yeah. all sorts of records, and it looks like he's 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 nipped that in the bud that that the hamstring problem that must have been difficult for him though that that long stretch out of the game. It really was hard for Tom, and he tried so hard to get back. So. We're just really happy, like he's he's going so well now. But just for him, it's fantastic that he's he's able to do it. So it's great to see. Yeah, yeah, he really worked hard. It is. And do the boys? Do they? I guess they do. Do they? They talk about winning a premiership because I tell you what, they're the further they go week on week, there are more and more people talking about you know what this. They could be the team to to rock or, or knock the likes of uh, Melbourne or Penrith or even South Sydney off their perch. Well, it was definitely a dream of theirs. So, um, yeah, we'd love to see it. So, yeah, I hope so. We'll see how we go. Mm. Well, Melissa, thanks for jumping on the line. I mean, did you ever think, um, did you ever think that one day you would be the mum of uh, a player that many is considering the best rugby league player in the world? Never. <laughs> no, never. It's It's very surreal. Very surreal. Yeah. Well, you've done a wonderful job, both you and John, and the boys are a credit to you and uh, also to their, their junior rugby league club as well. So um, I appreciate you jumping on the line, Melissa. Uh, and, and like all mums out there, um, you've played a, a massive part in the development of, of these boys, and now they are rugby league stars as well. So on behalf of everyone, uh, Women in League Weekend, uh, thanks for joining us here on NRL Match Day. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Great stuff. Thank you very much, Melissa. Well, she's Melissa Trebojevic. So you can only imagine. So four boys, three of them all playing with Manly mm. um, and uh, that grocery bill. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine it? But they are a wonderful family. As I said, all the volunteers at all the junior rugby league clubs, they really are yep. um, the heart and soul of the game. And as I was saying to Melissa there, you know, you could be a little kid at just a a very small junior rugby league club and uh, hard work and perseverance and uh, dreams can come true. And the time is 22 past one o'clock. Great to have your company this afternoon. Keep those texts coming through. Um, I'll read through as many as I can. Uh, we're here until 3. 0457 736 736 is the text line. If you'd like to jump on the phone and have a chat, well, you feel free to pick up the Al Capone and give me an SG ball. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Now time for this.
Yeah, Hoodoo Gurus, that's my team. It's now time to talk to not the Hoodoo Gurus, but the Profits Guru. And uh, you can find this information at beforeyoubet.com.au. Guru, good afternoon. G'day, Chris. Thanks for having me, mate. Always a pleasure, mate. Always a pleasure. Let's uh, let's wind back and, and start at round uh, the first match of round uh, 22 on Thursday. And uh, Melbourne Storm again made to ha- work hard for their win, 26-16 over the Raiders. It was three tries apiece, and that's now, what's that, 18 on the trot for the Storm. Yeah, so they've got one more win to equal the 1975 Roosters team. It was a comfortable enough win for them, even though they didn't score any tries from the 20th minute onwards. So I guess that's that's to be expected week after week. Uh, a, a team like the Raiders or any team is going to lift when they play against the Storm. But the Storm still did take care of the little things. They completed at 82%, made 8.8 metres per carry and had four line breaks. Their missed tackles were a tad high, 35 for them and 38 for the Raiders. But look, it's, it's probably a, an opportunity any miss for the Raiders. They're still in eighth, but if uh, if results go against them this afternoon, they could find themselves out of the top eight. Yeah, and uh, Bailey Simonson scored a hat-trick. All three of his tries were uh, laid on by Jack Whiten. Penrith Panthers, they had Nathan Cleary back on deck. They beat the Dragons 34-16, and they looked like an entirely different team. Yeah, he's, he's crucial to their success, Nathan Cleary. He was outstanding. Uh, a timely return. They were too good. St. George, never really in the match. Uh, but I think the Panthers still need to improve moving forward, though. They they only um, they only completed at 71% in this game, um, and they, they missed 33 tackles. So there's a few, few concerns there. They also had 14 errors in the match. So while they were good and they were capable of beating a team like St. George, they've still got a few more levels to get through. And I think coming up against the Rabbitohs next, week will give them that opportunity to, to lift again. That's a huge game, isn't it? A huge game. Uh, in fact, a double header up there, isn't it, Friday? Um, yeah, looking forward to that. The Bunnies uh, against uh, the Panthers. Then what else? We've got Manly and Canberra. Uh, the two games on uh, Friday. Uh, Broncos and Roosters. My goodness, this was a crazy old game. The lead changed hands three times in the final seven minutes. Uh, but the Roosters, they keep their destiny in their own hands. If they uh, win all three remaining matches, they will be in the top four. Yeah, I, look, this was a bit of an unexpected result. I, I guess the, the Broncos probably weren't expected to play as good as they did. They had beaten the Roosters once this year, but that was sort of an, an anomaly, I guess. But look, credit to them. Uh, James Sadesco was outstanding for the Roosters in in, um, in their victory. The Roosters had more possession, but only completed at 70%, so that's a concern, and only had four line breaks while missing 32 tackles. They, too, like the Panthers, had a whole host of errors. They made 16, so that's uncharacteristic from them. I think they, perhaps, fatigue got the better of them in this game. They're a better side than that result suggests, but credit for the Broncos. They've, uh, they've put together a couple of, uh, I guess you could say, spirited performances in the last few weeks where some of the young fellas are really standing up for them. So well done to them. But the Roosters, yep, as you said, the destiny's in their hands and they, they're a chance of finishing in the top four. Mm. Uh, they lost uh, Victor Radley. I, I do. I feel for Victor. I mean, um, well, he's going to be out for a few weeks um, for that uh, that tackle, uh, trying to prevent the, the drop goal. Uh, you know, I, I thought he was a bit hard done by there. He was clearly going for the ball, but still you can't come into contact with the the legs of a a player when he's kicking uh, out of that game as well. Um, So Radley will be gone, uh, suspension of three to four weeks. 
He's hit with a grade two dangerous contact charge. And also Tyson Gamble for, from the Broncos half. He's facing a ban of two to three weeks for a crash a crusher tackle on uh, on Nat Butcher. All right, we move on. Um, the Rabbitohs and the Titans, um, we talk about records, and they now are the first team in history to score 30 points or more since uh, the club on in eight consecutive games since the club came into being way back in 1908. Yeah, that's an incredible feat from the Rabbitohs. The match went to plan for them in this game, and I think we saw the divide between the top you know, five teams in the competition and the rest. I mean, the Titans are sitting seventh. Everything to play for in this game, and they suffered a 30-point uh, defeat. I don't think it was lack of effort from them. I just think they were outclassed over, over the contest. So the 65th-minute try to the Gold Coast, 65 minutes waiting for a try against a team like South, who... You know, have been guilty of leaking points throughout the year as a concern for the Titans, but look, they're still in with a shot. The Rabbitohs, absolutely outstanding in their play. Eight line breaks. They only missed 25 tackles, the Rabbitohs, so that's improved on recent weeks. And they control possession with 56% and 79% completion rate. So, as we, as we touched on before, that game next week between the Rabbitohs and Panthers is going to be an absolute cracker. You bet it is. Now, West Tigers, uh, 24-16 over the Cowboys. So, the Tigers are now two points outside the top eight after losses by both Canberra and the Titans. So although it's um, most unlikely, it is still mathematically possible for West Tigers to make the top eight. Yeah, look, this was an exciting game, actually. So the, the Tigers jumped ahead and the Cowboys pegged them back late with two tries um, in, with seven minutes remaining. So credit to the Cowboys. They stayed in the contest. And again, effort was quite quite good from them. It was just the lack of execution which let them down. The Tigers, they did enough. Um, I don't think they're capable, the Tigers, of, of uh, pushing for that final spot. It is a mathematical chance. But, I mean, a, a team like the Cowboys, who are missing a host of stars, and to only beat them by eight points kind of shows where they're at. But, look, credit to the Tigers in, in winning that match. The Cowboys, as I said, they they had um, a, a few positives. 86% completion rate and 9.9 metres per carry. So they're not completely hopeless. With the Tigers, right? So Tigers fans, listen up. This is what's got to happen for you, uh, your boys, to make the finals for the first time in God knows how long. Decade, is it? Nine years? Ten years? Uh, This is what has to happen, West Tigers. You have to win your remaining three games, okay? Um, And your three games, do I have them in front of me? No, I don't. You also have to have hope the Titans and the Raiders win only one of their three games, okay? And Cronulla and the Dragons, they need to lose one of their three games, all right? So there it is. And, Chris, I can tell you who the Tigers are playing as well. Give me. uh, The Sharks next weekend, next Saturday. Then the week after that, they play Panthers. And then the final round, uh, they will take on the Bulldogs. Canterbury. Yes. That's right. So uh, West Tigers, you've got Cronulla, Penrith and Canterbury. They're your last three games. You have to win all three of those. Okay, the Titans and the Raiders must win only one of their remaining three. Cronulla and the Dragons must lose one of their three. And West Tigers, you can make the eight. All right, a lot of numbers there. I hope I haven't confused people. Manly, 56, Parramatta, 10. They're big numbers too. Yeah, and even bigger number is now that in the past four weeks, the Eels have lost 136-32. to 32. So they're on a downward trend. This club is uh, they're in desperate need of, of a change. I guess the positive for them, they're, they're guaranteed to play finals. So what, what happens over the next three weeks doesn't 
really mattered too much. Um, and they can really focus on, you know, winning the games in the finals and building on that. That's probably clutching at straws a little bit and it's maybe taking away from Manly. They were fantastic last night. Ten try domination of the Eels. They controlled possession with 57% and completed at 79%, averaging 9.4 metres per carry. And how about this? They made 14 line breaks in that contest while Parramatta just made one. So it was as if boys were playing against men last night. And there's, I, I think the Seagulls are a real dangerous uh, team You know, heading into the finals. They were beaten by Melbourne last week, but they'll be better from that effort. You bet they will, for sure. Talking to um, Profits Guru, beforeyoubet.com.au, beforeyoubet.com.au. That's where you can uh, find a whole heap of really useful information if you are having a flutter and do gamble responsibly. All right, looking ahead then, the two games to be played uh, today, one of which will kick off in about uh, 20 minutes or so, the Warriors and the Bulldogs. Uh, That's being played in Redcliffe. Um, not a whole lot riding on this one. The dogs, they they can't avoid the wooden spoon, I don't think. Maybe mathematically they can. Um, and the Warriors, I guess both teams playing for just a bit of pride. Yeah, look, a bit of pride on the line here. The Warriors are a dollar forty favourites. Bulldogs three dollars outsiders. Uh, the key point heading into this: the Warriors have actually won three of the past four against the Bulldogs. Mm. But the Bulldogs have won just five games in their past forty matches. Wade Egan's named to play hooker for the Warriors, and I think that's a big inclusion for their pack. Yeah. It allows Tavanga to move to lock, and it strengthens it up in the middle a fair bit. The Warriors so far this year, their average win margin is 4.9 points. So considering that the Bulldogs uh, went down to the Tigers uh, last week and the Tigers suffered a defeat from the Warriors the week before, I think we're going to see a Warriors victory here, but I think it's going to be a little bit closer than than uh, the odds suggest. So I, I do like the Warriors at 1-12 to 12 paying $3. And the Warriors, if they're able to get this win, it'll be the first time since the start of 2018 that they've had three consecutive victories. The Warriors can join the Tigers on 18 points, Chris. So theoretically, uh, they could still oh, be don't a try, Don't game. throw the Warriors well, in there too. No. No, okay. Writing them What's off. What's their for and against? I think they're for and against. I had it right in front of me. Give me two seconds. No, they can't make it. Don't. No, they can't. Yeah, well, I've done myself. Well, their for and against is minus one, two, seven. But the, what are they on? 16 points. Yeah, but if they win, they get to 18 points. Join the Tigers. They win all four. They win all four. Okay, 26 points. 24 points because they're on 16 at the moment. Oh, 16, 24 points. Yep. No. No? Won't be good enough. Okay. Mathematically, though, still a hope. What's them for and against? Uh, they're for and against. Again, you asked me, oh, I've got the app. Uh, their for and against is minus 127. The Tigers for and against is minus 132. Just saying, if you're throwing the Tigers in. Yeah, I'm not throwing okay. them in, okay? Yeah. You believe in tooth fairies? <laughs> no. Okay, the game this afternoon, Hoodoo Guru, I mean, Profits Guru, uh, before you bet.com.au. This game is of huge importance. We talk about four point ball games uh, Newcastle against Cronulla. So, this is the scenario Newcastle in ninth position on 20 competition points, Cronulla behind them in 10th position on 18 competition points. Newcastle with a dreadful for and against, minus 139. Cronulla minus 60. But the Knights have got a pretty softish run home. Okay, after the Sharks, they then played the Bulldogs, the Titans and the Broncos. So theoretically could win all four of those matches. The Sharks, after today's match against Newcastle, have the Tigers, the Broncos and the Storm. So this is must win for Cronulla. 
Yeah, look, Cronulla missed an opportunity last week going up against the Warriors. They they suffered that 18-16 loss after jumping ahead, you know, 16-0. So I, I think this, you're right. This is a really big game. The Knights are a dollar thirty-nine favourite. Sharks three dollar outsiders. The Sharks' dip in form has coincided with the injury of Sean Johnson, and they've averaged fewer than. Uh, 20 points in the past few weeks. Now, in that same period, the Knights have had uh, Ponga, Pierce, Best, all return. Braley's back again as well, so they're strengthening their side. And in their past two weeks, they've averaged 31 points in attack. So I think the Knights should be able to win all four games and and get themselves into the finals. But as we said, they've got a a minus 139 points difference to overcome. Good conditions up at Redcliffe for this game. I think the Knights should be able to get a 13-plus victory here. Mm. So, Guru, you've got Knights making the top eight, as I do. Who makes the other the other position there? Titans, Canberra, Cronulla, Dragons, West Tigers. Well, I, I think out of all those teams, Canberra and the Gold Coast have probably the tougher straws, but the Gold Coast is a little bit easier on them. They've got Storm, Newcastle, Warriors. Oh, I'm leaning towards them, but then again, even if the Sharks win today, I still think Newcastle can make it as well as Cronulla. So, I, I yeah, not, not entirely sold. I'm going to go to the Titans for now, um, but with little confidence in that. It's tricky, isn't it? It is tricky. Mate, thanks as always uh, for joining us on NRL Match Day. And as I say, you can find all that uh, information and a whole lot more, not just about rugby league too, by the way, uh, beforeyoubet.com.au. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. Thank you, thank you. There he is, the Prophet's guru. What are you looking at me so I strangely don't know. Well, I for? I just saw your hand in, as I wasn't looking. No, no. I was, no, I was just no. waving goodbye waving? to Guru. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yep. I love uh, Hoodoo Gurus. That's my team. Do I would, you? I would like to play it again to the break, would if you? you don't mind. And well, after the break, uh, Women in League Round, we're going to talk to our very own Katie Brown. Yes. She's also got uh, her own podcast up and, up and running, I believe. She uh, does, yep. We'll talk to Katie next. you are listening to me, Chris Warren, Match Day. It's coming up to 18 minutes to 2 o'clock, only minutes away from kickoff, that match um, between the Warriors and the Dogs. So we'll keep you right uh, across that one as well. Women in league round, obviously, and we've already spoken to Melissa Trebojevic um, this morning. Lovely woman, isn't she? And uh, a lovely family there. Easy to see where uh, Tom and, and Jake and, and Benny as well and Luke all get uh, their humbleness, if that's the right word, humility and manners as well. Um, one lady that always puts a smile on my face when I when I hear her, when I speak to her, and she's always got a smile in her voice as well. She's a bundle of enthusiasm, a bundle of energy, and a lovely girl, lovely lady, lovely woman as well. Katie Brown, who does some great stuff for us here at SEN 1170 and uh, very, very much involved in in the greatest game of all, has taken time out of her Sunday afternoon to jump on the line and say hello to me and Cowboy Dan and you, our listeners. How are you, Katie? I'm well. Gosh, that was such a nice intro, Chris. Oh, Appreciate thank you. it. 
Well, you know, just talking from the heart, talking from the heart. So, Katie, let's take us back with you, right? And people might not know your background, and I don't really know your background too well either. Um, as, a, as a young girl, um, and, and you play now for, for the South Sydney team um, in Women's Rugby League, when did you start playing footy? When did, when did you get involved? This time last year, I played my first game, actually. Oh, wow. Well, um, yeah, July. July last year. So what were you doing game. before that? Sport I was a netballer growing up, but I rode horses. So I was very much out in the paddock. Um, my sister and I used to ride in pony club, and then we got into a one-day eventing, and then I was trying to juggle netball on the side, and the coach said to my mum, you need to pull her out of horse riding. She's got to play netball, and I did. Wow. So from horse riding, uh, from <laughs> horse riding netball to, to rugby league. So was it a bit of a shock <laughs> to the system, the, the, the full-on contact sport? Um, so I played Aussie rules after I'd finished up netball a couple of years ago, oh, a few years ago now. Um, so I had a little taste of tackling women, um, but it's so different again from Aussie rules to rugby league. I feel like Aussie rules, you can sling them and it's more one-on-one and in rugby league, you are directly running straight to your opponent unless you can step around them. And as you probably saw this year, I got crunched a number of times, but Absolutely loved it. Yeah, you bounced straight back up. Now, you come from Grafton, yeah? (laughs) Grafton's where you grew up. Um, Yeah. Anthony Don is from up there as well. What was it? The Grafton Ghosts, I think? Yeah. The Grafton Ghosties. So that's how I got into rugby league because I mm. uh, I had a few boyfriends, obviously, at different times. Um, I'm hoping and that's at different how I times, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I won't judge. You know, interestingly, <laughs> you know they were all a hooker. They were all number nine. Oh, so Weird. was I. Yeah. Anyway, um, there, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> hey, um, okay, so that's how I say So boyfriends got you into the game. And, and in terms of work, Katie, so you moved, when did you move from Grafton to Sydney? And were you pursuing, always pursuing a, a media career and a sports media career? Um, always thought I'd be a PE teacher, actually. Mm-hmm. But I didn't move to Sydney until three years ago. I was living in Queensland for most of that time. So I left home at 18, went overseas and lived in Canada and worked. And then that's when I thought, oh, I don't think I want to be a PE teacher. I want to be a I wanted to be a court reporter. I wanted to put the baddies in jail okay. and report on them. Yeah. And then I I watched uh, Jen Hawkins and thought, oh, cool. Her job looks sick. Maybe I could do that. And then I saw this sports reporting role on um, where, Seek. Mm. And I'm like, are you kidding? Can you actually be a sports reporter? Is that actually a job? Yeah. And I just lived under a rock all my life and not realized that was even a job. So uh, Because we- no one around me did it. So without any training or experience, you applied for that. So that was at the ABC, I think, was it? At Channel 7. I, Channel 7, um, I yeah. did work for ABC uh, later on. But, mm. yeah, Channel 7 was my first gig. I did do a media degree. So when I came back, yeah. I didn't enroll in my exercise and sports, pulled out of that and said to mum and dad, I'm going to do media. Um, and my friends were like, you hate English. I said, yeah, I, <laughs> I do, but I really want to be a sports reporter. <laughs> Oh, dear, that's an interesting story. Well, you've got spell check and all that sort of stuff these days. You don't have to be too overly clever with your with your grammar and your, your vocab. Um, and so then it's just going on and on and on, and, and you're going from strength to strength and doing some really good stuff. And you're, you've, you, you've launched a podcast. Tell us more about that. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's been a passion project for ages of just 
being a bit of a platform where I can interview not just women, but maybe give them a bit more of a space where we can have good chats and not just like, you're a woman, you play sport, congratulations, that's mm. so cool. It's more more about those controversial moments and also like, what are you doing to be the best athlete you can be? Um, and, and men are more than welcome to come on my podcast too. I don't want it to be just closed and I don't want to push men away from that without even listening to one episode. It's, it's not just about women, it's been equal. Okay, well, that, that's good. So how can we get hold of that? Is it it's up and running now? <laughs> yep, up and running. So it's called Real Talk Media. Um, and if you just go onto Spotify and search Real Talk with Katie Brown, you'll see it. And you can listen to, I've got Ali Brigginshaw up there and Liz Clay so far and Kelvin Wright on the way, who's a two-time Broncos Premiership winning coach with the NRLW side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I'm not huge on social media, but I was just flicking through a bit of Instagram last night and I came across um, a couple of sort of uh, snippets there. Uh, you, you're a, a bit of a, a singer, a karaoke queen at home, huh? <laughs> so I've started this thing in lockdown where mm. we have karaoke Saturdays because there's not a whole lot going on. And um, yeah, we're even thinking we might live stream next Saturday. I'm sure you were blown away by my vocal ability last night. Um, well, so look, can but... I ask, Katie, Katie Brown, can I ask, was there, were there a couple of little champagnes or wines involved or is it straight dry karaoke? Oh, absolutely not. Only lemonades. No kidding. Um, look, you've got to get yourself through a lot of margaritas to sure. be able to film yourself and live stream a karaoke session. So, All right. Well, but drink responsibly. Well, ladies and, and girls and boys, a um, couple of margaritas and you too could be doing this. <laughs> it's not your song. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Is that your voice? Is that you? How good's that? You can sing, girl. Was, Thank, yeah, look, I can really hit those high notes. Was that you? Was that you on the high note? My roommate Alexis. I think it was both. Of them. <laughs> I think it was both of them. I like it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Don't worry. No, you claim that. I thought that you know, good. I would have liked to have played more, but unfortunately, there was a few words. Players, that, yeah, can't. Well, well that doesn't matter. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah. Michael McGuire was on there. Yeah. Michael McGuire yeah. was on there. Oh, funny yeah. stuff. Well, that's exactly. that's good, mate. That's good, girl. Love it. So we'll get involved in that, I think. Um, and we might like live stream the next one. Yeah. We could come in on Saturday right. night and record it all. Awesome. All right, mate. Well, it's good to um, get to know Katie a bit bit better for all of our, our friends out there. And um, I didn't know that she was a really talented uh, karaoke queen. Great singer. As well. What are you doing for the rest of the day? I'm about to watch the footy. Put the footy on. I've got on. Oh, shivers, yeah. And... Sorry. No, I was talking to you. I was getting, I was just, yeah, about to kick off then. Uh, the Dogs and the Warriors. Who have you tipped in this one? Oh, I'm going to go Warriors for this. I'd love to see him get another win. Yeah, be nice. And after Josh Curran tripping over himself last week, no. I'd love to see him get a try. All right, all right. We'll stay with it. Stay with us and we'll keep you across all that. Katie, thanks for joining us, mate. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday and we'll, we'll chat soon. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, mate. This is Katie Brown, uh, trooper, isn't she? Uh, Always always puts a smile uh, on my dial because she's got a a smile in her voice. It's nine to two. That match has uh, just kicked off. So nil all between the Warriors and the Bulldogs.
And coming up to five minutes to two, I hope you're well enjoying your Sunday afternoon, wherever you might be. It's a lovely day in Sydney, but you could be tuning in on the SEN app as well. Uh, 6-0, Warriors are leading the Bulldogs. That match is four minutes old. Josh Curran scored for the Warriors. And Katie Brown was saying she hoped that Josh Curran yeah. scored. Well, he scored after about two minutes of play. And she just texts me saying, oh my God, Josh Curran accord. But I think she meant scored. She, yeah, she, yeah, she did yeah. mean scored. Yep. Keep those texts coming through as uh, well. Uh, this one, there's a Coogee, a Cooey corner. <laughs> yes, there's a Cooey corner on Friday nights. There could be a crazy karaoke night on Saturday from Paramat. Uh, Paramat also says, always great uh, hearing uh, Katie Grafton on SEN, bright, bubbly, and always positive. Need more of that these days. Paramat, Paramat, keep listening, mate. Great to uh, hope you're having a good afternoon as well. So 6-0, Warriors leading uh, the Bulldogs. Almost five minutes gone in that match there at, uh, where's that been played? Redcliffe. All right, well, um, each week, not every week, but generally um, we talk uh, New South Wales Cup and there's not much for us, sadly, to talk about these days because the whole competition has been pretty much kiboshed and they haven't yes. played for a number of weeks, if not months. Officially called off this week, just gone as well. Yes. Yep. So we spoke to Albie Tellerico. He's um, director with the Newtown Jets and Albie joins us on the line again. Good afternoon, Albie. How are you, mate? Good afternoon, Chris. And how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Um, we're going to talk some uh, some quirky stats, some kooky stats like we do in a moment. First, before we do that, um, tell us more about the Henson Park draft. Well, if KB and Reshes was to have had a love child, this would be it. The Henson Park draft, made for the great guys uh, by the great guys at Filter, who have now come on board as, as a sponsor, and part of the profits will go back to the Newtown Jets. So, or as Frank Hyde used to say, Newtown, um, and that's really going to assist us, especially in these summer months, to keep the club going. It's vitally important. Now, you can get a case, and, and they will deliver. They'll deliver in the Sydney metro area if you go to Filter's website. or and, and there's a special competition. Now, what would have been the last game of the season uh, yesterday? And I don't know if it's still going, but check it out. Go to their Instagram page or Twitter or Facebook, and they've got a special promotion on, and uh, some great prizes are involved there. So you might, end, you might end up with a jersey, a retro jersey, or a cap or something like that. But go check out the Filter's website and go towards and pick up a case at good value. And the taste is absolutely fantastic for for someone that's a a beer aficionado. Uh, it is absolutely it's a full bodied beer. It's not for your amateurs and see your professionals, but uh, it's a great drop. All right. Well, we might just do that. So there is the Henson Park Draft. I like the name of it too, and I also did like a, a, a sip of the my dad's KB too when I was a kid. Or did I just say that? That's illegal, yeah. isn't it? Drink responsibly, Chris. Drink responsibly yes. at the age of twelve. Yep. Don't drink at all then. No, drink no I'm sure I must have been 18. around about yeah. 18. Yeah. I must have been about 18 yeah. when uh, Dad gave me a sip of the, of the KB uh, or the Pilsner. Um, all right. And now, uh, Albie comes up with these quirky stats. Mm. Um, generally, they've got some relevance to the world of rugby league. So let's go into the uh, the dark, dark, strange world of Albie Tallarico and his numbers game. And today, we're dealing with trifectas. Well, I'm not talking about trifectas in the horse's way. I, mean, I picked up one yesterday and it paid quite quite handsomely, I must say. But I'm talking about clubs that have won three in a row, whether they've lost or won. And if you go through history, it's happened quite a number of times. Right at the beginning of the, the century, when Rugby League first started, Souths were involved. A couple of years later, right after that, the Roosters took over as the, as the trifecta kings, appearing in three grand finals in 11, 12 and 13 only for South to come back and just have a massive run again. Uh, between 1950 and 1928, they appeared in nine grand finals. So they had a treble of a trifecta. 
Roosters bounced back again. Now, they repeated it again, South again, back in from 1949 through 51. And in the early part of the 1950s, next week we're going to talk about South and St. George, and that's a massive record in itself. But they doubled up again. And, of course, talking about St. George, or well, they almost did the quad driller of a trifecta, didn't they? But they were one short, only to be beaten in 1967. Now, only a couple of clubs have won, it, have won the treble in 61, 62, 63, and Parramatta, 81, 82, 83. Canterbury couldn't do it in the mid-80s, appearing in 84, 85, and 86. And neither could Manly in the mid-90s. The Roosters backed up again in the early 2000s, only to only win one from three grand finals with one of the worst records. Manly again won one from three in the uh, mid of the noughties, 07 through 09. And Melbourne did it again in 16, 17, 18. And now Melbourne potentially could be back this year for another double, quite potentially with the way things are looking, another trifecta for them next year. So it just depends on how the numbers are going. It's only been done a few occasions where they've won the three in a row, but could this and next year be the year for Melbourne Storm to do the full treble? Well, there you go. Albie Tellerico. That's, uh, what are we calling that? The, the numbers game or the Albie Files? The Albie, yeah, Albie, Albie Files. The Albie Files, I don't mind Yeah, that. no, yeah, we absolutely. like that. The Albie Files. All right. So next week, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to talk about South and St. George with some oh, incredible God. records. God, how many championships have they won between them? Oh. Well, that's the whole point of next week's story. But if I may mention, I just wanted to give a big shout out to one of Newtown's finest, Bobby Carnegie, mm-hmm. uh, celebrates his birthday today. And I just wanted to give him a big shout out. He's a champion bloke. He gets all the boys together on reunion day. Unfortunately, it didn't happen yesterday, but it's definitely going to happen next year. And the opening home game of the season next year will be, if weather permits, a beer, food and footy day. So it's going to be massive and mammoth down at Henson Park. And the Warriors have gone in to score again, Reese Walsh, with the conversion attempt it's all good so the Warriors 12 lead the Bulldogs 6 15 minutes gone in that match um, being played at Redcliffe so we'll, we'll keep you up to date right throughout that game and then the big one this afternoon a real four-point ball game if ever there was one Cronulla against Newcastle Knights and uh, I sort of excuse me I was just trying to uh, eat a bit of my egg sandwich uh, I said that if Cronulla lose I think that's I think that's them gone in terms of the top eight I could well be wrong um, one man that knows uh, all about the permutations and who's going where, who's on what, what's on second, who's on first. All that is Scott Bailey from AAP, and Scotty joins us on the line. Good afternoon, Scott. How you doing, mate? Good, Chris. Mate, yourself? I'm doing well. Um, where are we going to start? Let's start about last night's game, firstly. And, and Manly, uh, they uh, continue to soar, but it's, it's um, while things are looking good for Manly, not so for Parramatta. Pressure continues to mount on coach Brad Arthur. What are your thoughts here? How, do you think it's purely down to the coach? Do you think it's because they're missing a few players? Do you think it's because maybe they don't have the playing talent that um, the other bigger clubs have got or, or a mixture of, of all that? I think it's a mixture of all that. I mean, the reality is it is going to fall on Brad Arthur. That's where the pressure is going to end up. And we sort of knew going into this season that, you know, Brad had to sort of find a way to, get this team to go one step further or at least make an impact in the finals it's, it's pretty hard to see them doing that in the moment but you know is it Brad's fault well I don't, I don't think it's all Brad's fault I, I know we talk a lot about their roster and they don't have the genuine superstars that say you know well, look at Manly last night Tom Trebojevic and, mm. and Daly Cherry Evans but in some ways I, I kind of think there is an onus on Clint Gutherson and Mitch Moses to be those superstars isn't there I mean they're their yeah. marquee players they're their leaders they're in key positions and 
have we really seen enough out of them in how many years now to say that they are the players that Parramatta want them to be, I guess? Or, or you know, are they delivering on, on what Parramatta want them to be, I guess? Well, and and if and whether he does or he doesn't put his hand up um, or hand out for a million dollar contract, um, with that, you know, does come that that sort of expectation that you are going to be that star player. Um, but you know, you know, Tom Draboyevich's um, don't sort of grow on trees, do they? But you know, then, then you've got the likes of Ryan Pappenhausen, those sort of players. They they got real star quality, and and maybe Parramatta. Okay, I, I get what you're saying. Maybe the, Mitchell Moses and, and Clint should become those players, and you know, that might happen down the track. What do you think they set out at the beginning of the year would be their goals, uh, a benchmark for success for Parramatta this year? Um, it would have been more than just making the finals. I think a preliminary final was the was the absolute minimum, mm. wasn't it? I mean, they, that they were a top-four team last year. They went out in straight sets. They would have expected to be a top-four team again this year. Um, so, you know, if you're a top-four team, you've got to be making the third week of the finals at the absolute minimum, which you know, at this stage it looks pretty unlikely, to be fair to say. Uh, so in that sense, it, you know, they're not, they haven't failed on that objective yet, but I, I would have thought that's where they... Would have liked to have gone just just on what we're saying there too about Mitch and, and Clinton. So mm. not, you just smash them up. But I do think the other thing when we talk about Parramatta and what I think is really overlooked a lot is do they have the leadership that other clubs do in their in their playing group? Um, you know, I, I just look a lot at hubs and, and teams that have won in hubs across multiple sports um, in the last eighteen months. You know, even going back to the summer and it was. Moses Enriquez, you know, and, and Dan Christian won a big bash. There was Rake Chains in WBBL. Last year it was Cameron Smith with Melbourne Storm. You know, the, the Parramatta have that leadership. And, and where to say Clint Gufferson and Mitch Moses, they're the two leaders. Where do they compare to say, again, a Daily Cherry Evans or, mm. um, you know, the other teams at the top, like Nathan Cleary is sort of emerging as a, as a leader in the game. I know he's still young, but... When you compare them to other teams, I just don't know if they have the leadership. And is that, is that part of the problem as well? It could well be. Because that's where it's gone wrong, when they've gone into the hub. Well, those leaders you talk about, I mean, we often see them bickering on field as well, don't we? Well, not often. Mm, that's it, precisely. I mean, could you could you ever imagine Cameron Smith having, uh, you know, bickering with a player like in the same way Clint did a few weeks ago? And maybe, we maybe, a, maybe a Cooper Cronk? But no, I take you. <laughs> I take your point. No, not I take you, but yes. I'll take your point. So, Brad Arthur, what, how long has he got on his contract and what do you see is his future? So he's, he's off at the end of next year. So he's got one more year left on his contract. It, it was funny, Brad, during the week, his, his stance was sort of, well, there's 12 teams below us on the ladder, so why is the heat on me? Yeah. Um, which is a fair point by Brad. <laughs> when he said it, I sort of thought, yeah, it's a, so did it's I. a fair point. But, but you know, uh, <laughs> I would have thought if I don't make an impact in the finals this year, it does leave the door open for the Parramatta board to make a decision. But then, then you've got to think, who's there to replace him? We, we know Wayne wants to move back to Brisbane, so we can probably put a line through that. Especially if they, I think, you know, especially if they come out the next month or so or two months and announce expansion, then we can probably put a line through Wayne. And the options aren't really that great for Parramatta to look at. So I, I don't think they'll be moving Brad on in the next six months. So, you know, with 15 months left on his contract. You don't want to be no. in the position he could be in at the end of this year, knowing his contract is, is up at the end of next year. Mm. 
Well, they'll be without Ryan Madison for possibly the rest of the season. Um, he's going to cop, uh, I think, three weeks, isn't it, with an early plea? Um, yeah. So he'll be back for week one of the finals. Uh, but you're right, they really need to get their house in order. Uh, you know, they're already secure in the top eight, Parramatta. Um, other suspensions too. Victor Radley, um, gee, I think I think he's been hard done by, but I understand you've got prior offences coming into the waiting of that. Um, you know, he was just trying to charge the ball down. He was trying to stop his team mm. being beaten. Um, you can't sort of suppress that in a player, and I don't think his coach would ever try and get that out of his game. It wasn't a, it wasn't an intentional dangerous tackle, and he wasn't attacking the legs of the kicking player, but he did make contact with them. And Corey Harawita Nida, um, he's going to be out for a while as well. That was a that was a pretty bad one in that Thursday night game. It's funny all week for the judiciary, isn't it? I mean, we've we've got three guys who are all going to, you know, with early guilty pleas, are all going to have three-week ban. Um, if, I think we'd all agree that Corey Harilira Naras was probably the worst or was the worst of the three hits. Yeah. I think Ryan Madison's probably a bit lucky. <laughs> I think, mm. so, you know, he got away for careless charge rather than rather reckless, than reckless. So what would it have charge. been if it was grade three reckless? Grade three reckless would have given him 600 points um, when you throw in waiting and whatnot. It would have been season over. Yeah. Even with an early guilty plea. I think he... Um, yeah, I think he would have... He would have been season over. Maybe if they made the grand final, I'd have to do the maths. But yeah, it'd be pretty much done. Yeah. I mean, Corey Halley and I got the grade three reckless. So that, that's where they set the bar for that charge. And I it's think we agree that, that was. One. I think that was reckless. Yeah. No? And I, I, no, I agree. I agree. And I, I generally speaking, I, I like, I know it's controversial. I know people don't like it, but I personally like the priors and the waiting system. But mm. the one that raised my eyebrows with, with Corey was that he, only made his NRL debut four years ago, and he was able to get a seven-year discount for um, for no prior incidents. And I mean, for being honest, he also set out two-thirds of the season for an mm. off-field incident, which I know is independent from what happens on the field. But yeah, that's that's sort of where the question is asked for me because he he really should have been looking at five to six weeks for for that tackle. Mm. He's had some he's had some issues, hasn't he, Corey? Um, mm. And I think he was. Um dropped earlier this year, wasn't he, for a drink driving offence? Drink driving. I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, so. he, yeah, in his defence, and he, he, I could see straight away, you know, he was, oh, what have I done? And he's put on social media mm. and Facebook a, a heartfelt apology. You can't ask for any more than that. He knows he's done wrong, and he'll serve his time. Um, whether Canberra make the top eight, um, I don't know. I've got them maybe, you know, they're still in the fight. That is, that is for sure. But uh, Victor Radley won, mate. That... That's probably where people are saying, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. How come Richter's going to sit out three, is it three weeks for Victor? Um, yeah. All he was trying to do was stop four. his they, team they losing. Mm. Yeah, and it, it could be four. I mean, the, the Roosters haven't decided yet if they'll challenge it. I, I don't imagine they will just because um, it would risk the first week of the finals. But on principle, I reckon they'd like to challenge it, but they probably won't. Mm. Uh, you, you're right. And, that, and that's the... You know, I thought maybe that was a grade one, which still would have resulted in a ban because Victor has a horror record. It would have been two weeks. But yeah. I guess what can't be lost in all this is if if not for his bad record, then he, uh, you know, he, he only he could take an early play and get one week. Instead, he gets three. Mm. Yeah, I, I think you're right. For mine, that was a grade one, penalty, a grade one charge. And, um, you know, if he had a good record, he could escape with a fine because, you know, they came out with a crackdown on this early last year. Um, on attacking the kicker's legs. Uh, so, you know, there is that to it, but... 
time. The guy's going to try and save a game for his team, isn't he? Oh, yeah, well, exactly. I haven't got the rule book in front of me, but you, you mentioned it there, and then I'm pretty sure that's spot on. Um, attacking the players, are kicking players' legs. And I reckon that's probably mm. what the rule book does state. I will say, if I'm his defence um, lawyer, he did not attack the kicking players' legs. He attacked the ball because he was quite clearly trying to get his, his hands over the steed before it started sailing mm. through mm. the post for a drop goal. Um so I would argue he was attacking the ball and came into incidental contact with the legs. If they, yeah, but but uh, anyway, I, I, yeah, I, I absolutely I, like on on principle, I absolutely agree with you, and yeah, I think you're right. But you're, having sat through a lot of these um, judiciary hearings, they, what they what would happen is um, the NRL prosecution would argue that it was careless, yeah. and uh, it's probably hard to argue that when you dive <laughs> and you you know take a guy's legs out that you you were careless, not like. I think most players would do the exact same thing, but that wouldn't be able to. That wouldn't stand up as a defence, I guess, in the judiciary system, rightly or wrongly. Yeah, some would say wrongly, but that's yeah, where it's at. All right. Um, now, Melbourne top of the tree, Penrith improving. They're a different team with Nathan back on board. Souths going gangbusters, ten straight for them. Manly soaring like a sea eagle. Um, where do you see it? South Sydney, I mean, of, of those three below Penrith, below Melbourne, in terms of Penrith, Souths and, and Manly, uh, Roosters still in the fight, but Souths particularly, gee, they're going strong. I just think they're timing their run so well. You know, Wayne, Wayne spoke last year about how during lockdown he, changed, he didn't ride South Sydney very hard. He trusted his players. He knew he's got a bit of an older group there and sort of, he learned a lot of lessons from 2019 about sort of going out too hard with South. Uh, and he said this week that he's, he's altered it again a bit, but you can tell that he, he's just a master at timing the run and he knows that playing group so well because it is, as I mentioned, a more you know, mature and experienced group. But they're humming. And they've sort of flown under the radar in a lot of ways because we're all getting excited about uh, Melbourne's winning streak and, you know, question, and Manly's hot run and questions about Penrith. But 10 straight, first time since 1989 for that. I tell you, this this week's a really interesting game between Penrith and South, isn't it? Because, I don't know, do they show their cards, Chris? Like we all know they're going to play against each other in three weeks' time in a finals match. And mm. really, second and third means absolutely no difference because there's no home grounds in this you know, this, this year especially. So mm. what what do you reckon? Does does Wayne show his cards does he, or does he sort of hold a bit back this week to... To try and, well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. uh, he's got players coming back too, so they're they're at full strength, aren't they? The bunnies. Mm. Um, Alex Johnson's got to come back. Dane Gagai's got to come back. They're both fit. There's a couple of others coming mm. back as well, so they might need a run. Um, he might bring about three or four players in and rest three or four players, and and not go with his full strength team. But um, yeah, he's smarter than you and me. He'll work up. He'll work out a plan. Super coach. But I do think, yeah, I think they're the team that can, um, mm. you know, we, we all know Penrith with Nathan Cleary, and, and they also have a lot of guys come back here. Yeah, we, we, we've all sort of been conditioned at this point to think that it's Melbourne's premiership, but I reckon there's still a bit to go in this one come finals, especially once it gets sort of, especially week three. If they're the four teams that are left, it, it could be really good. All right, Scotty, hey, we're going to have to leave it there because i got uh, Brett Kamali. He's uh, waiting to have a chat as well, so we can't keep Noddy waiting. Um, he's a former <laughs> former kangaroo after all, but I, I appreciate... I you got me covered. <laughs> no, you're, you're really good, mate, and I appreciate you jumping on the line too. Always good to chat with you.
My pleasure, mate. Chat to you soon. See you, Chris. Great stuff. See you, Scotty. Scotty Bailey there, uh, AAP journo and a very good journo as well. We're about to take a break. Round the grounds we go before we go to the break. It's 16 points to six. Warriors over uh, Canterbury, 16-6. And I think the Doggies might have just gone over to score, maybe held up. About 12 and a half minutes to go in the first game. Warriors 16, Canterbury 6. Up next, Brett Kamali. And 25 past two, uh, lovely to have you tuning in as well. We're here till three. We're here every Sunday from midday till three, match day. Around the grounds we go and uh, the Warriors 16 leading Canterbury 6 at Redcliffe. Uh, 16-6, Warriors over Canterbury. Incident just happened then and I'm not entirely agreeing with it. Uh, Josh Jackson, uh, I think we're on the same page. Um, Ryan James, who is on loan with the Dogs, um, he has just been uh, put on report uh, for tackling a player mid-air. Now, it was uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita who was uh, putting a clearing kick away, and Ryan James had committed to the tackle. He was launched. He was already launching towards the kicker, wrapped him up, ball and all, um, and went to ground with him. He didn't attack the legs in any way, but, um, you know, you're saying you collision with a, a kicker mid-air. I, I just thought he was committed to the tackle. Anyway, uh, he's on report for that. Warriors 16 Canterbury 6 at 9 minutes until half-time. Warriors on the attack. All right, time now to talk um, Gallagher Insurance Brokers, uh, proud partner of the Gallagher Kangaroos, and Brett Kamali joins us on the line. It's a very good afternoon, Noddy. Hello, Chris. How are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. Fighting fit. Um, and this is for Gallagher Insurance Brokers, uh, proud partner of the Gallagher Kangaroos. Visit AJG dot com dot au and what we do uh, each and every week we choose a 13 man team assuming we are playing a test match coming up in the next few days and uh, noddy is the head of the selection committee i'm on the panel i my vote doesn't carry as much weight we present the team to mal meninga the coach and away we go i want to talk a few other things in in footy uh noddy as well but let's let's knock off the kangaroos first and then we'll then we'll chat a few other issues. Back five, uh, are there any changes? Uh, no changes from last week, Chris. Obviously, Tedesco, Gagai, Mitchell, Turbo, and Ado Carr. So, yeah. not the back five. Obviously, Brian Tuo is the other one that, that's gone out of that regularly. But how do you take any of that? How do you take three of those back five away, being Tedesco, Mitchell, and Turbo? Like, they just pick themselves, and you've got to. I was saying the other day, how, how does. How Tom is so great at the moment, but yet can't play fullback because of a bike called James Tedesco. I know. Blessed with Richards. I was talking to Tommy's mum earlier, Melissa. I don't know if you caught any of that. Uh, she sounds like a really, well, she is. I know she's a really nice person, but it's easy to see where uh, their good nature and, and good manners um, come from. You've got Dane Gagai in there. So he missed uh, yesterday's game, didn't he? But he is back next week. He's next week. Well, he, he's, he's fine to come back. Yes, that's right. So we, 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 I know that you've seen this team a little earlier today. If you quite happily want to exchange him out for someone because of form this weekend's form, throw a name at me. Um, you've got him playing what wing? You've got him playing right wing, huh? Yes, mm. yes. Uh, what other right wingers are going really, really good at the moment? Um, there's a bloke that name like a fast car that's going okay, but he's not ready for kangaroos duty, is he? Yeah. Not quite there, is he? Not quite there. Not quite there. No, no, I'm good. I'm good with that. Gagai, keep him there. Um, okay. We'll yep. talk about South Sydney in a, in a moment. Halves don't change either. No, still, well, still Munster and DCE. I thought DCE's kicking game for Manly last night was a bag of tricks. It was unbelievable. 
banana kicks, grubby kicks. Um, he was know, good, wasn't he? He was really good, I thought, too. And he, he and I was calling that game. He wasn't getting all the plaudits. But then I sat back and thought, my God, he's had a strong game. Um, he's just done so much work in the middle that others are probably getting getting the pat on the back for. Very true, very true. And as you said, I, the best players um, were their best players who should have been. You know, Jake, I thought, was amazing as well. Yeah. He was good. Kieran Foran was really good. Um, and for just Tom Shines, when Tom plays like Tom does. <laughs> mm, yeah. All right. Um, the front row there now, two props. Daniel Saifidi, who will be playing this afternoon in a crucial match for Newcastle. And Payne Haas was very strong, wasn't he? Albeit in a, in a beaten team against the Roosters. Yeah, Payne Haas is always very strong for the Broncos. He's probably been about the only shining light that's happened up there. Um, for a young man to have an engine that big, I think he's, in two years' time, he's going to get... You know, they say that about 25 years of age is when they start understanding the game and maturing and their body gets used to the athleticism. Well, he's doing that at 21 years of age and has been for a long while. So um, he'll be a freak when he continually grows up and they get a better roster. Just on that match too, Nod, uh, Roosters, Broncos, I'm assuming you, you watched it. I don't even know if you're working on it or not, but it was a crazy, crazy finish, wasn't it? Three uh, changed hands of the lead three times in seven minutes. Yeah, it was bizarre. It was a great game. You know, I think the Broncos are certainly improving um, and Kevin Walters is finally getting a fight from his side. But just, I suppose, bizarre, um, as you said, the, the ability of a good side that knows how to win a match and the, the unfortunate the ability of a side that hasn't won too many games, games not able to close out victories. Mm. And Victor Radley, he'll be out for th- three games, I think, unless they, they choose to, to fight that charge. I, I think it's a bit harsh, but generally it's it's all due to his, his waiting. He was just trying to bloody stop the other team kicking a goal, field goal. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. It'll be all because of his waiting and loading and all those things that come into it that the public don't really know too much about when everyone goes, oh, no. Victor Radley, three minutes. that's, that's mm. extreme. But you're right, because there's... It'd be 50% and 25% loading and for non-similar and similar offences. So mm. um, if you're a bad guy continuously, you, they eventually um, cost you a few extra weeks. Which you wouldn't know anything about, Noddy, would you? Clean skin. No, and I'm not a fan. Of, I'm, I'm, I know he has to serve his time and we've got to play within the rules. But, um, you know, I think he's one of the first players that I would certainly pick in my side. So we've got a little change to... And he's, his teammate in Crichton is another person that regularly gets picked in my team as well. So both those gentlemen are out of the um, out of the back three or back back three of the scrum that is this week. You've got D Cook at Hooker before we go to the back three of the scrum. So D Hook yeah. D Cook holds on to to that place. Um, yeah, well, I think you look at South Sydney's attack. The width of the pass from Damian Cook never mm. misses the target. And I think he has about a 95% tackle effectiveness, which is pretty good for a guy that plays 80 minutes and he's not the biggest guy in the middle. Um, and then when, when they're loose in the middle, he jumps and plays through the middle. And like the set move from the scrum, he jumped from luck and went right to the right. It looked like he was going out ball. And then the troll just popped under, on the inside of him. So, yeah. yeah, comes up with some special plays, Damien. Yeah, well, I like it. Damien's cooking in the middle and the others are dining dining out wide, aren't they, on, on his works. So you got Felice Cafusi. And Cam Murray yeah, in the second row. Yeah, Felice is back in. Obviously, he was suspended for a number of weeks, missed it. So he come, he went out of the Gallagher's for a while from the start of the year. But he's back and Melbourne form is unbelievable. Um, Cam Murray. And as I said, there's, there's, somebody, there's a few back rowers that are injured or suspended at the moment. Um, and then, obviously, um, there's a big guy called Tyson Brazil that could be a chance of pushing some credentials, but he doesn't play till later this afternoon. So without seeing him, we can't push him. 
All right. And at lock forward, you've got village people. Village people. I say, yo. Yo, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you like what I've done there? No. Okay. Yeah. Right. Are you, are you you're all good with that for now? <laughs> yes, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Your Tigers had a win yesterday. It was um, a scrappy old game, but um, they are still in the hunt for the finals. You're aware of that, aren't you? Mathematically, they can still make it. Correct. Mathematically, they can still make it. I I think the loss potentially two weeks ago to the Warriors might be a costly loss once we get to the end of round 25. But, yeah, you know, much better. Uh, Big Stefano is going to be a a quality player going forward. I think his time in State of Origin camp Mm. this year is very helpful for him, which is a big part of what Brad Fittler brings those emerging players in for to to grow them. And then they go back to club football, and he's a player that leapt forward from that experience. And Adam Dewey's just like a natural footy player. And I suppose Luke Brooks, um, who can get criticised. Um, I thought he was really good in game management and, and, and leadership. Um, and obviously got the ability to captain the side. Yeah, I thought we'll he was... Side around, so. I thought he was really strong um, as well. So you two points, the Tigers outside the top eight um, after losses from, from Canberra and the Titans. So this is what needs to happen, and I'll just go through it for you, Nod. So... Tigers have to win their remaining three games. So you've got Cronulla, Penrith and Canterbury. You've got to beat all those three. You've got to hope yep. the Titans and the Raiders win only one of their three remaining games. And uh, Cronulla and the Dragons have to lose one of their remaining three games. And uh, you should find yourselves in the playoffs. So still some more. Can I, can, I, mm-hmm. can, I, can I beg that if we finish in the playoffs that we finish seventh then? Sure. Because sure. that would mean I would potentially get to play Parramatta. And I would think that anyone that plays Parramatta week one in the form that they're showing will be a little bit confident. I, I think Parramatta are a chance of going um, one win out of, the, out of and two losses to finish the year. So that'll be one out of the last seven matches, one leading into the semifinal. Oh, wow. So they've got the Cows, Storm and Panthers, Parramatta. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think Newcastle will finish seventh uh, for what it's worth. Um, and then I think they'll probably beat Parramatta in the first week of the finals, but long way to go before all yeah, right. all of that happens. You, what about your men? Your men? I know you're a Northern Beaches man. They they, mm. they can win the comp, you know that? You bet they can win the comp. Yes, with that. I'm sure yeah, they can they win do. the comp. So can Souths. So can Souths. So um, South Penrith and and South Penrith and Manly are equal second, aren't they? And yep. They can win the comp. It's starting to get really, really exciting, isn't it? Really, uh, ten straight wins for the Bunnies. That's the first time they've won ten in a row since the '89 team, coached by Georgie Piggins. Yeah, and playing some great brand of football, as you said. What eight matches in a row now? More than thirty points scored. Um, excitement machine. Left edge is the best left edge in the competition. And I think the fact that they're only they conceded six points yesterday, which Wayne will be extremely happy about, and, and and Wayne must have went and found some happy pills because he's praising the people now. He's saying how good they're going now, and he, I think he's got a taste of enjoying mm. the next few weeks. They're in form. They're genuine contenders. Start telling everyone that they're genuine contenders, so their players start believing that they're genuine contenders. I heard Wayne on Fox, and I think it was even before the match yesterday, and he said uh, something along the effects of the likes of if he was picking his best 13 players he's coached over his three or four decades of coaching, he'd have to find a spot for Cody Walker. That was before yesterday's game. Well, he'd certainly be making sure he definitely found a spot post the game, wouldn't he? Like, um, He's a very good player, great athletic player, plays off the cuff, great vision. Um, I, I think Cody Walker and Tom Travojevic have got the best ability to catch and pass and pass to the right person when that 
edge defensive lines rushing up on them. So their slider hand is amazing. Um, yeah, natural skill, um, great player. Um, it's funny how Wayne can make that massive recommendations on him, but yet, you know, he, he can't find himself into that halfback or five-eight position for New South Wales after having a little crack at it, you know. So mm. funny how that club form they feel so comfortable and the next step up is sort of, a hard jump for them. Mm. It works that way sometimes, doesn't it, with players? Yeah. All right, mate. Uh, the game this afternoon, how do you see that going? I, I'm saying if, if Cronulla get beaten by Newcastle, I reckon that could be lights out for them because after that, they've got the Tigers, Broncos and Storm to come. Um, but this this really is a four-point ball game. Yeah, it is a four-point ball game. And as you said, because they're two points behind Newcastle, if Newcastle are able to win this match, there will be a gap there created for the Knights to potentially win only one more game to, to sneak one more game out of three to sneak into the top four uh, or top eight, sorry, with gap 24 points seems to be that margin. So, yeah, massive game for Cronulla. I think Newcastle win it. I think Newcastle is starting to show some form. Obviously, they're good players. They're back together. Um, they've got some great control. Um, more to play for. Better structured side. So, you know, I just think you know, without Sean Johnson for Cronulla, it's a big arc, and I think the, the Knights are starting to so starting to show some form with the, all their all their players back in key positions is massive too at this time of year, and that'll be whoever wins the premiership will have all their most of their roster healthy or all of their roster available when the grand final comes because of how good the competition is for those four sides that we've said that can win it. Mm. All right, Noddy, thanks for for jumping on the line, mate. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon. Goodbye, Chris. Great thanks, afternoon. Brett. There is Brett Kamali, and uh, that is thanks to Gallagher Insurance Brokers, proud partner of the Gallagher Kangaroos. Visit ajg.com.au. Around the grounds we go, and it's half time between the Warriors and the Bulldogs, and uh, the Warriors leading Canterbury 16 points to 10 at half time, 16 10. Warriors over Bulldogs at half time in Redcliffe, and that other match we we're just talking about coming up later on this afternoon at four o'clock, a huge game between Newcastle and Cronulla. I'm going to chat to uh, Mark Braybrook uh, on the other side of this break. And great to have your company. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon, wherever you might be tuning in here in Sydney. Beautiful day. It's uh, 17 minutes to three o'clock. Big match this afternoon coming up and calling all the action. Mark Braybrook and Gary Belcher. We'll chat to the boys in just a moment. Uh, just to confirm at halftime score, Warriors 16, Bulldogs 10. Uh, the earlier match uh, being played at Redcliffe. Uh, so joining us on the line now is uh, Mark Braybrook and Gary Belcher. Boys, good afternoon. Thanks for joining me. Okay, I can't hear. They were there. Oh, dear. I tell you what, the best laid plans just they were there. flat. They weren't there. I heard them talking. Did you? You you're there, fellas? Or you're gone? No, oh, they're gone. They're gone. No, maybe they've gone to um, get a cup of tea or something before kickoff up there. Maybe. Or maybe, and more to the point, maybe there's some lines being crossed here in the studio connection. Because let's be honest, you don't really know what you're doing over there, do you? <laughs> you there, Potsy? Nah, all right. Some te- some technical issues. Well, let's forget about that. Yep. I want to. I get annoyed by little things, right? I get annoyed by technical issues. But, yes. You know, I can I can cop it. I can cop it. Um, I've got a text here from uh, no. He has his name on. Why are people so unkind? Why are people so unkind? Well, I, I don't know. We haven't been unkind, have we today? I don't think. Have you been unkind about Parramatta? Maybe. Is that what they're talking about? Maybe. Maybe. Well, I'm that just is what I'm just calling about. it as it is. I mean, it, it's not. You, you can't sugarcoat it. Parramatta mm. are, are, are travelling like bustards at the moment. Correct. And I'm a Parramatta fan deep down, so 
I hate to see what's happening to them. Yes, um, you do. But you know what? Glass half full. The finals are a new competition. It all begins again. Correct. But they would. Uh, they You're need right. to. They need to pick things up a little bit before they get to uh, to get to the finals. But that game this afternoon, uh, yep. Cronulla and Newcastle. Mm-hmm. I've been saying uh, if Newcastle are to win that, I think it could be the end of the Sharks. Finals hopes this afternoon. Uh, we were going to talk to Mark Braywell. Yeah, not... He'll be calling that match with Gary um, Gary Belcher. So they'll, they'll do a sterling job. Did you want to do something here? I do. I was just saying things that I get annoyed about. And this is a segment that we've just weaved into the program. So it's time for this now. What? Jesus. Me off. And uh, I think Hey Hey at Saturday stole that from us. Um, and there's going to be another Hey Hey at Saturday. Yes, They're making fifth, a comeback. Yeah, just just a one-off documentary. Yeah, one. Well, what cheeses me off, right, other than technical faults where you've got mm. lined up other guests that you work yes. with and you're going to chat about the match coming up. So yeah. that, that annoys me, technical yes, faults. It's annoying. That's You've got to take that. You can't you do, do anything about that, right? No. Uh, rude people, don't like them at all. But no. this, is, this is my point, right? I, I hate this. And if you're listening at home, you'll be with you. I'm sure you'll be on my page with this. You pull up at a service station. Yep. You pull 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 your cap off your petrol tank. Yep. You insert the Bowser. Mm-hmm. The, the the trigger into the Bowser. You pull the trigger. Yeah. And you hold the trigger in firm as you can. Yep. And you wait for that little noise of mm-hmm. where the fuel's pouring in. Yep. But it doesn't come. No. So you squeeze even harder. Yep. On the trigger, and yep. you still can't hear the mm. of the fuel flowing. Mm, I'm with you. You look inside to see if the man or woman behind the counter has pushed the button. Yeah. And they're not there behind the counter. They're filling the shelf with soft drink or newspapers. Still important. Or lollies Mm. down the other end. Mm. I want petrol. You don't want lollies. I don't want to wait five minutes while they go and stock the shelves at the other end of the 7-Eleven or the BP or whatever it is. I want someone to push the bloody button so I can get fuel and get out of here. But what about the people that come in to get the soft drink, get the lollies? No. No? No. No, no. one in the shop. No. Oh, no one. There's no one no in one. the shop. All the time. Just old mate. Yep. And he's at the back of the 7-Eleven. Yep. And he's he's facing all the cans of soft drink up nice and neat so oh, the labels good. are... Fo- yeah, it's beautiful. That's lovely. What about the buzzer going off? There's a bloke out there who wants petrol. Can't do two things at once. So employ another person. That would be a good idea. And while you're at it, employ someone to put the fuel in my car for me as well. Okay. They used to do that, you know. Did they? Before you were born. I uh, never saw that. Every garage you went into, there was someone there who would come and fill your tank up for you. Well, that's very nice of them. Maybe they could do that now. I've well, got an idea. Probably not COVID safe. Yeah. I've got an idea about well, what's that. What's your idea? I would like to yes. right, yep. start up. Yep. I'm going to all these service stations. Yes. I'm going to bring along uh-huh. someone in the right outfit. They are there, yes, and they will fill the tanks up again like they used to. Cool, right? Yep. And it'll work out because then, yep. right? Yep. The person doesn't have to stick the Bowser in the you know fill his car up. Yes, they go in and start shopping. Ah, while someone's filling the tank up. You see the the commercial benefits of this idea. You could start this up as a business idea. That's what I'm doing. Side hustle. I'm going to side hustle. I'm going to side hustle. Yep. Back of the olden days. Correct. Anyway, I'm that with you. is this edition of what? Yes. Cheeses. Yes. Me off. What are you pointing at? Well, uh, I was just pointing that we have to play the break instead of play, but we can play if you want. Do you want to hear it again? Oh yeah, go yeah. on. Okay, it? here you go. 
What? Cheezers. Lay off. Yes, you are, and uh, I've only got about five minutes, uh, or not even that, until I go and hand you over to the boys. Gary Belcher, Mark Braybrook will bring you all the action uh, that match this afternoon. A crucial game as well between Newcastle Knights and Cronulla Sharks. I've been saying, I believe, if the Sharks were to lose that, well, um, I, I think that could be their season all over Red Rover. The Knights have won their past three games against the Sharks, and Cronulla has only won two from seven uh, at Queensland venues this season. Going through all the scores for you and uh, the match around 22 opened on Thursday, 26-16, the Storm over the Raiders, the Panthers with Nathan Cleary back on deck, 34-16 over the Dragons. From that earlier game, uh, Corey Harawira-Nida, uh, he will be out for about three or four weeks uh, from um, the charge laid on him, the hit on Jerome Hughes. The Broncos and the Roosters, Victor Radley will also miss three or four weeks. Um, yep. They got the points, though, the Roosters, 21-20 over the Bronx on Friday, so they're still in with a shot of uh, making it into the top four or holding on to their position in the top four. The Rabbitohs, they strung together a 10th consecutive win, uh, 36-6 over the Titans. Cody Walker, absolutely brilliant. West Tigers have kept themselves in the hunt for the playoffs, 24 points to 16 over the Cowboys. Manly, 56, Parramatta, 10. An absolute clinic, uh, heaping more pressure on Parramatta coach Brad Arthur and uh, Ryan Madison. Heels is facing a three- or four-week ban as well uh, for a high-shot shoulder charge on poor old Brad Parker. Two games today, the Warriors and the Bulldogs. Currently, the Warriors leading the Bulldogs 16 points to 10. Uh, five minutes gone, thereabouts, in the second half. And then, as I say, later on this afternoon, kickoff is 4.05 p.m. That is a match not to be missed. Newcastle Knights taking on, on Cronulla Sharks. I thank all my guests today. Hope you've enjoyed this edition. Melissa Trebojevic, it was uh, lovely talking to her as well. Scotty Bailey, uh, Brett Kamali, and Katie Brown as well as Tim Manor. So thank you to all of them. I'll join you again tomorrow night for Higher Ground. Until then, keep smiling. Bye for now.